What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 109. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the roller skating, game playing, marathon trading, Janet Garcia. Yo, what's good? Not much. What's good with you? Um, a lot. I mean, I, I just went through my phone and tried to pull out all of my Horizon thoughts that I had like, sure. written down and made sense of them. So we'll How did that some go? of those do you, today. Do you feel like you're in there? You feel like you're ready to go? I feel like I'm ready to go. I and I did look it through like the, you know, plot summaries, try to remind myself of the, like the main points, but I like transcribed just a bunch of stuff that I felt at the time. Um, and I'm excited to really finally share those because I feel like for the, you know, for the review, mm-hmm. it definitely was like gloves on for, oh, there were so many special moments. And it's just like now we can actually talk about what those are. And it's like, I don't know how I felt about some choices and now yeah, we can yeah, talk yeah. about that so certain I'm excited characters to weren't used appropriately have yeah, a yeah, real yeah. conversation on it um so yeah it should be fun i can't wait i'm very excited for it as well and one of the main reasons i'm excited of course is that blessing isn't here he was bit in the eyes by a snake mm-hmm. you hate to see it boss baby you can't Horton. see it because he was bitten in the eye exactly yeah rough yeah, for him too because he was just starting to get into that elden ring you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then bam Double yeah. snake bite. That's the end of that. Yeah, the uh, you know the the Elden Ring haters came for him. You know he was finally exactly. They said four game. only a four yeah. out of five, and they unleashed the cobras. Yeah. On and him. then that's he said five out of five, and it was like, oh well, we we got to get this kid's eyes. And that's when I was like, well, now I'm gonna send him a cobra. It's like stand for something, yeah, or fall for everything. Blessing, you know what I mean? What's the score, bro? You know, <laughs> you're gonna tell me your reviews can change and evolve over time. Your opinions on a game, not in my like, no, no, not in my life. Write it in stone, and that's how you feel about the game, Janet. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no time to waste. This, of course, is PS I Love You XOXO. We are your PlayStation podcast. Each and every Tuesday, we come together to nerd out about all things PlayStation. If you like that, well, you should go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames like so many of you did today. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, of course, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every week. Uh, week. You can get your name read. You can do all these different things. But most importantly for right now, maybe you could be watching us record the show live. That's right. We post on Tuesdays everywhere else for free. But you can watch us record the show live just like James Davis makes his. Who is actually in this, this episode? James Davis watching right now. He didn't submit anything, I don't think, to the actual show, but I saw him say something on Twitter that I brought in that I'm going to use as a point later on to say, Blessing, you're wrong. Uh, Cooper and Trey all are. If you want to watch live, like I said, patreon.com slash games. as long as there isn't some kind of embargo to get in our way, you can get it on Monday, ad-free, with the post-show as we record it. But if you don't want to, youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe each and every tuesday morning usually it's 6 a.m embargoes pending uh and of course you have to listen to the ads you wouldn't get the post show but you still have a good time uh some housekeeping for you remember of course it is review season you can smell it in the air it's happening the leaves are changing it continues to happen uh that means that the kind of funny games cast of course is your place to see us talk about all sorts of games uh, i know for a fact we have a games cast coming up this week wednesday i believe with reviews impressions all sorts of stuff some of it's embargoed some of it's old some of it's just recapping where people are at with Elden ring it's going to be a great episode i can't wait to record not it and only let video out. game review season greg too as well if you're watching 
this morning uh, as it goes up, youtube.com slash kind of funny games at 6 a.m. Pacific. Later today, we will have a The Batman review over on youtube.com slash kind of funny, which will be very exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, I thought you were talking specifically about the games cast because I'm going to review no, my no, no. Razor chair. <laughs> but yeah, oh, no, yeah, that's yeah. true too. Yeah, Batman's getting it's reviewed. Batman YouTube. week, baby. I'm excited. We're going to have a screencast to review. Uh, we'll have an in review, uh, I'm sure, later this week. All that good stuff. So it's exciting. Can't time. wait. Yeah. It's the time, Janet. You know, this is the time to be alive. When is review season over? Never. <laughs> Honestly, I feel we like die? we're crossing the finish line-ish. Like, March has I games. I feel like this is the end, right? March I mean, doesn't have... Do I, I think if you were an IGN or a GameSpot or a real company, you'd have somebody who cares about Gran Turismo reviewing Gran Turismo, and maybe that would kind of be crossing the finish line. But it, it kind of funny that like nobody's super into Gran Turismo, so that's not really like one of our bags or anything. And it's also that's a very specific group. Anyways, but hey, what March you look ahead and it's like I can name games I'm excited for, you know? Yeah, like, but you can always do that. If yeah, exactly. We couldn't that'd be kind of a red flag on offer. Like, oh, I just there's nothing coming out, literally nothing. Bear, do me a favor and mute Janet's headphones for a second, right? You did it good. What is her problem? You know what I mean? It's a one-on-one show. She can come and bust my balls. Like, okay, yeah, this is what she's gonna do. Uh, I'm unfor- the uh, headphone muting does not work on my end. Sorry, Janet. That was just a joke. Uh yeah. Like you know, next next month, I'm excited for Tiny Tina. I'm excited for WWE. I'm excited for Tunic and stuff like that. But oh, yeah, I, I, we don't have Wait, Elden Ring the, Horizon. I think for it to be what also this opens up a new can of worms. What qualifies review season? To me, it has to be. Uh, like a certain like back-to-backness and also the scope. I think the thing that really made this like the review season to end all review seasons is that there were like probably, I think at least three to more open world. You had, you had Dying Light sure. 2, yep. Horizon. Uh, what was the Elden other Ring. one? Elden Ring. Elden Ring and Pokemon. Sifu and Pokemon. Yeah, Sifu's more like, that's like on the side of the season. I mean, it's in the season because it's like it was it happened to be there, but that could have yeah, came out at also, any... Yeah, but it's also, you know, maybe the best out of all of those games in the in the review season, you know? Don't, don't just push it Bear, keep your hot takes to twitch.tv slash sadboybear, all right? Mm, mm, I don't stream there anymore, so, you know. I gotta, oh, really? Why I gotta, not? I got to bring them over here. You know, because, you know. Like, oh, we did talk about this. We yeah, did talk yeah, about yeah. this. Because mm-hmm. I streamed at the beginning of the pandemic because there wasn't a lot happening at home. And then work got busy and life got busy. And now I have a dog who has uh, sure, a lot of Sure, fair enough, fair enough. So. I'll miss your yeah, buckets. there's always going to be video game reviews for us to go through. We're always going to be excited about the next thing. But in terms of like break the needle off for hype, I think we have a, a breath here. And we'll have to wait yeah. and see what comes in. How, what are you going to do with your time, Janet? Because that's the My other God. thing. I'm finally, I, I have a review going live tomorrow that is for the foreseeable future, like the only thing I have, like I have to review that I can double back in Platinum Horizon. I can try more Elden Ring. I can do stuff like that. What's your plan? Yeah, I've already, I'm honestly already out because like I'm playing Elden Ring like most people on the planet, but I'm not like, you know, dying for it. And I mean, I'm dying in it because it's a hard game, but like I'm not committed to anything with that game. I'm like, yeah, I'll probably play more. Let's see what there is to see. Maybe we'll roll credits. Maybe we won't. I don't know. So that's very casual for me. And I like played it the Friday that it came out. Like I wasn't, you know, doing any, I'm not, I have no content plans for it. I'm just, it's just part of the way I'd casually play any, any other game. So I'm already kind of out of it. Like I probably, my last thing was like all the stuff we, this was just ending last week of work. I think I was kind of done with the crazy, crazy stuff. And obviously there's, you know, more reviews and content coming out, yeah, yeah. but I've just been being like, what's it like to just get to be a little bit like I'm cleaning up my my apartment a little bit because it got really messy from review season um I started playing what Fallout 4 I, I saw that just on and I love fascinating I love, I love how that really 
threw everyone through a loop. Um, I find it hilarious that everyone was like, what? why was that? Is it just that it's really old? I feel I like everyone thought they knew me and then they saw me play Fallout 4 and they're like, what it's, the fuck's going on? The reason it, I think it threw so many people that you're playing Fallout 4 is that right now it's been review season, so it is on the next big, next big, next big, next big. And then when you usually double back to something, there's a rhyme or reason, like we're doing a book club for, and we're never going to talk about it. We're doing a book club on PS. I love you. Or min max is doing some retrospective or your stream, you know, got you on some milestone to do whatever. So just on a random ass day to see fallout four pop up. We were all like, yeah, Oh, that's, and it was okay. just, and it's funny. Cause people, you know, some people were like, Oh, let's uh, you should, you should stream this. And I'm sure it'd be very fun to stream. And I love streaming games, but I also like having stuff that I don't always stream. Like I don't want to stream course. everything I do. Um, even though it would be fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, people were like, what's, what's with fallout, what's with fallout four. And I just was in the mood to play something that would lead to some amusing scenarios that Isaiah was familiar with that he could kind of enjoy me watching slash like comment on or help. So I, it's really a stream for one, pretty much. It's the most exclusive stream. Just, wow. What apartment. is the Patreon tier for that? <laughs> oh man. Like, um, how about y'all let me know and then I'll make it. That's the, that's the trick. I'm like, you're just, I'll just price it at whatever. And then we'll see if one person goes, but, um, but yeah, like I just was like, let's, let's just boot this up. Why not? And I've been having fun with it. I don't, again, I don't have any like plans or commitments to it i'm just kind of playing it randomly i finally got to the base building stuff and i love that because it's just god just really that's what crossing. broke it for me that's what i didn't want to do really oh yeah. no i'm like no i mean I'm, I'm struggling like you know i'm looking at the little stats and isaiah's like look your people are hungry they're thirsty you've been trying to put down three beds for the last three hours like and i'm like yeah but like i'm th you know i'm no it's great i'm like breaking down the build i'm picking up the debris on the side we're turning this apocalypse into a home like i'm having a great time but <laughs> it's stuff like it's stuff like that um you know we can talk more and for the what we've been playing and stuff but really my thing is going to be able to dip into stuff that i haven't had the time for you know may finish things i started that i want to finish pick up some stuff just like feel a little bit more i don't know free to like do other stuff basically not be so you know in the weeds and behind the scenes on things mm, yeah be able to live your life and tweet what you're doing yeah. and play what you what want about you? what's your what's your what's freedom look like to you on the other side of this, uh, the game I'm reviewing for tomorrow, I'm going to keep playing, but it won't dominate all my time. I want a Platinum Horizon. Um, I I'm wanna, also working it, on that. We're going to talk about, you know, we'll talk about Elden Ring, I'm sure, if we get to what you've been playing, if we don't go too long in the spoiler cast. But I want to give that more of a fair shake. I had, When we got code for that, I jumped in, gave it like an hour and a half, but it was like literally like I was about to finish Martha is Dead and I needed to start the other review that I was working on. So it was like I, I knew yeah. I wasn't in for the long haul. So it was like, I'll screw around with this, see if it's any different for me. It came off to me like, the typical Souls experience, which I know this is an expanded version of it, but that's not my jam. So I wasn't super like, I need to, you know, I'm, I'm excited to get back to it. I was playing it. And I'm like, right. man, I'd rather stop this and go play uh, Horizon. I'd rather go see what's up, you know, keep working on my uh, thing there. So that, and then, yeah, get ready for the littler things. I, I still haven't done uh, real time in Pokemon. I know we're a PlayStation podcast, but mm. I do want to play Arceus. Even with a new one coming out, you still want to, because you got to, you got to move quick then if you're going to hit that late 2022. <laughs> I think I'll be okay. <laughs> you know, I'm not a pokey pokemaniac here, so I'm not really torn between them. I'm going to see what's up and get there. But yeah, playing, playing what strikes the mood, not what I have to, you know? 
you know it strikes a lot of people's mood being a patreon producer over on kindoffunny.com you can go there click on the patreon page and get to patreon.com slash games, and then you can be a patreon producer like gordon mcguire james davis aka at james davis makes pranksky tyler ross delaney twinning first responder nd julian the gluten-free gamer uh james hastings and casey andrew our, our final round round of applause final round of these folks being patreon producers for the month of february obviously we have a new group of march tomorrow uh today we're sponsored by guild wars but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin the show with topic of the show now here's your chance ladies and gentlemen now as you know the headline the thumbnail horizon forbidden west spoiler cast that means we are going to spoil and have a gloves off discussion about horizon forbidden west if you i saw some people in the chat being like i'm gonna hang out until they start doing it's time for you to go it's time for you to leave i appreciate your support i appreciate you being here for the first what 18 minutes of the show whatever it's been you had some fun congratulations you should go away now we're going to spoil this thing if you're coming here way later in time if this is a time capsule hello tweet at me banana pudding only do that if you're if we're past the halfway of march like you've waited that long you know what i mean i want to see don't tweet me banana pudding on tuesday when this goes live you know janet i'm saying like when you listen to this way later banana pudding all lowercase no period that's how i'll know you're listening to the horizon forbidden uh, west spoiler cast in the future because people are taking their time with this game janet as they should Yes, they should. They, they should can. enjoy it. All right. So everybody who's here, you're okay. Everybody's fine. Yeah. All right. Good. We're on board. And I, hey, I, Barrett. I here we go. Right, we're in it. It's, this, yeah. I was going to say, Barrett. I was very proud to see you roll credits on it. Uh, talk to me about that. You, in the lead up to it, you know, when we were all talking about this, you uh, initially were what? I think you were even thinking about maybe dropping it. Like it just wasn't for you. Yeah. Then I saw you tweet that you played some more. It got it's it got it got better. Where where is your uh, Bear Courtney CEO uh, Junior review of Horizon Zero Dawn? Uh, no, it's Horizon Forbidden West. I I on the kind of funny scale, I would give it a three out of five. I th- and uh, I was talking about this with Mike on stream on Friday, I think, because that that is like an okay. And Andy were and Andy and I were joking about like uh, you know okay has different connotations where it's like eh, it's okay yeah or like it's okay and I feel both of those things at the same time with Horizon sure. Forbidden West. A, a lot of problems that I have personally with. Um, just the movement of Aloy, uh, in general, uh, when, when climbing on things, when, you know, fighting really big, uh, uh, robo dinos, uh, cause you didn't clunky. like it, right? Yeah. Uh, there are things that feel clunky, I think all around, uh, throughout the I game am play. just a Billy writes Ooh. into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, all right, I need angry Greg voice, please. Ahem. How come nobody is talking about how clunky Aloy feels when she's platforming? Am I crazy for thinking it feels awkward as hell every time no. she performs a jump grapple? Am I the only one who overjumps a platform or gets stuck on an awkward climbing spot? This has happened to me multiple times during my five, five my initial five hours. It was truly awful navigating the cauldron with the robot arms. Aloy feels like she sticks to walls too long. And why is jumping from wall to wall mapped on the circle button? Aloy just feels clunky. Am I alone? in this no uh and i felt alone in this as well i think it might have been the giant bomb cast that talked about this where like they put in a really good chair like her inertia just feels off when you're climbing which is like a very specific way to to put it but i i very much agree with that um yeah the it's definitely felt off and never felt better throughout my time that never got something that I, that was never something i got used to uh for sure um that w- mixed with like the very, um, I think it's a by the numbers kind of designed open world. Uh, a lot of you know uh, things on your map to go look at and uh, either take out an, an enemy camp or you know 
do uh, do something else, uh, go to these like ancient, uh, you know, uh, ruins and and discover something there with uh, with uh, puzzles and stuff like that. Go uh, figure out how to get up a tall neck. All that stuff uh, feels very by the numbers. Doesn't seem anything that's like necessarily bad, but n- nothing that's necessarily like holy crap. This is this is fantastic open world design. And then the story was also, I feel like at moments was like incredible. And we we will talk about all of that throughout this episode, right? Um, yeah. And then just like a lot of politics in the world that I just don't care about. I think Aloy is a very non character, um, and especially in in this story. Um, and just like a lot of a lot of moments that I don't, I just it's it's okay. It's at the end of the day, it's an okay game. Uh, I think, like I said, either I, on last week's PS I Love You or something like it would be a very weak year for me personally if this ended up being on my top ten games list for wow. you know, game of the year voting. And I wanted I wanted it to give it its due. I rolled credits at like thirty six to thirty seven hours um, to like you know have those conversations at the end of the year for game of the year and all that stuff of like did I did I give it the time it deserved to really you know uh, you know give my my thoughts and feelings on it of why or why not it uh, deserves to be on the list. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, the clunky Aloy stuff for platforming, I the majority of time didn't feel that it was clunky. I do agree that when uh, uh, I Am Just a Billy brings up the cauldron, when we did the the cauldron, I think you're talking about on, or maybe just one of them, uh, on the stream on launch day, which was like only my, my it was my first cauldron not in the story because I mainlined or whatever, I did definitely feel like, what the fuck does it want me to do? And that yeah. was when it was like, why is this on circle? Like, why does everybody try to reinvent the wheel sometimes? Just like, yeah. we all know what the button is. I will just make say, it Assassin's Creed. one of the gameplay things I did like is like gliding around and then finding a hook shot thing and then like doing like gliding, hook shotting, and then doing the jump after a hook shot and then gliding again. That stuff was like, uh, this makes me feel like a badass and I appreciate that. Yeah, I think the platforming is at its roughest when it is a lot more you're going from A to B and not like A to like B through D where I find like the overall traversal to be fine because it's fairly open even if you're trying to get to one area because there's a lot of little places that you can latch onto. But when it's I'm jumping across like from one side of a bridge to another and there's a gap and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I just need to jump it. But is it like a run? Like especially early on when you're doing like some of the early stuff with like the Asaram tribe and you go into like the cave and you're trying to like blow it up or something there's like a portion where it's like nope fell in the water is there something i'm missing or am i just not landing the jump right and on the whole i I do think they give you enough leeway to make to kind of design around that i I think they kind of know that themselves and that's why it's like it doesn't have to be pixel perfect but sometimes i do think when it's when it wants to do something really specific it can be a little bit frustrating and again i think they do circumvent that in some of the design choices like having strategic ladder placements because i know if you fall off you'd be super pissed if you had to do it all totally over the ones that are there like that. to sh- kick it down yeah yeah for sure okay okay so you're not just i'm just a billy you're not out there and then barrett you say okay on both, you know, oh, it's okay and it's a, it's a good or whatever. Uh, overall, what did you think of the story? I there are elements that I like. I don't think it comes to get. I think they add too many elements uh, throughout. Where it's like when you get to something new, it's like, oh wow, this is crazy, and I'm 25 hours into this game. Remember. Um, What's her face? Why am I blanking on her name? Uh, Angela Bassett. 
I haven't seen yeah, Angela Bassett in 20 hours. What? Like, why is that important? Like, wh- and then it finally comes together. It, I just think the. I think the way they paced out, like, uh, bringing in new characters, bringing together the team, I think could have been handled. Like, I saw what they were going for, and I did like aspects of it. Um, But I I think it could have been maybe paced a little bit better. Um, And I think just, like, where it all kind of ends, I felt uh, – at times it felt very predictable, but at the same time there was, like, really cool, like, sci-fi lore stuff that I was into um, that I don't feel like we got enough of. Um, So, yeah – it's, yeah, it was all over the place. Like I Shannon, said, okay. Shannon, one of the things we were kicking around before in the reviews and being quiet and muted about, but now we don't have to, was is the story of Forbidden West better than Zero Dawn? Yes. Why? I think it has more intriguing layers, and I think we know enough about the base mystery to just be a little bit more informed and then thus invested in what's going on. I also think it just creates a little bit more cohesion. Again, I'm not someone that like we talked about this a lot when we did the like re-review or the reviewer visit of, of Horizon One and Blessing like said he didn't like the deviation between there's sort of the problems of the modern of their world and then Aloy kind of unwrapping this mystery on her own. I think bringing in the community a lot more, like the ones that are met, like everyone kind of knows what's going on and she can like inform and empower people a lot more. Um, And I like that you still continue to relearn things you think you already knew. Like, I like how the story of Horizon as now a franchise is you think you know, but you have no idea the story to, like, borrow from, I think, that was, like, the real world tagline, (laughs) It was the real world. Um, Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, Diary, MTV's Diary. You think you know, but you have no idea. This is the Diary of... Diary of some... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something like that, yeah. Anyway, someone will correct us on whoever's the deep cut of. If you like both Horizon and old MTV shows, yes, um, we're doing great. Um, I like that aspect of it. And I also think it had a more emotional punch to it. Like, I think, and we'll talk about whether or not that was, like, cheap or not cheap, you know? Like, but I think, overall, I did feel more things here. It elicited more emotion from me than the first one. And I think it's because so much of what the first one's emotion is predicated on is stuff that I just don't have any direct attachment to. Like you do see like Russ in the beginning and it's, it's sad that Russ dies. Spoilers to the first game. You didn't, but it's not like I wasn't, you know, we weren't, we weren't with them for that long. And it's not like they, and you don't need to be with someone for a long time to create an emotional story. We saw that in up. Right. But yeah. it didn't, they, I don't think they, that wasn't an up moment for them. I think they wanted it to be, but it wasn't. And, and that's, that's, you know, one of the things that we can get into it here, but to answer my own question, do I, I think the story is better than the first. I think that in the way when you guys were, when you were playing through for the first time, we were getting ready for the re-review of Horizon. I think I made a comment leading up to it of like, I mean, I remember obviously the end, the reveal, you know I mean? That this is it. We destroyed it. It was all this thing. But like, I couldn't remember. I wasn't there with the specifics anymore and like who was doing what and why they were doing it and blah, blah, blah. Because there are these dual narratives, right? Of what Aloy's doing in her time and then what Aloy's doing in the past time to figure out Zero Dawn and everything that's going on there, Operation Enduring Freedom. Uh, it's... I, I think that uh, for Forbidden West, when we get ready for the third game and we're about to launch the third game, I think I'm going to be able to tell you more specifics about Forbidden West than I am about uh, Zero Dawn. Because I think Forbidden West is a more, I mean, literally A to B as you go from A all the way out west to B, right? But it's a straight line through narrative, even though Regalia gets involved with it and she's you know this bad person who, I think Angela Bassett does a great job as the character. I wanted more of it. And I'll stop here and go, did you save her or did you kill her, Janet? I saved her. 
Barrett, did you save her? Did you kill her? Oh, Barrett actually said he he did text me. Sorry, he had to step away for one second. Uh, yeah, I saved her too, right? Because I like that character I, so much. I, so I talked to like two or three other people that like also beat the game and we were like having spoiler conversations and they all saved her. Did no one kill her? I don't think anyone killed her. Why would you? I mean, it just doesn't seem like... No, I mean, like, that's what I'm... Yeah. But this is this then goes back to our whole thing about who Aloy is, right? And how I don't think you get... We talked about this before, right? Of... I think in coded conversations or maybe just not online, right? Of like, Aloy is, what did we say? Neutral good before when we were going yeah, through this whole thing? Lawful, and it's like lawful neutral or something. And it's that thing where I don't think we're allowed to put enough oof into Aloy either, you know, on the light side or the dark side. So you're left with this character that you know would do the good thing. And I, I don't, I like the story better here. We're going to get into all these different things that I love about it. We're not going to, uh, again, this game is amazing, I say. Don't get caught up in the fact that I'm going to criticize it and think that I hate it. But it's like Aloy in general, right? Is this, she's, she does good for goods for good. She likes doing good because it's good. And at one point they even are like, you're Elizabeth Sobek's clone. Of course you're going to be like a good, it's it's in your DNA. And I'm like, is that where we're taking the nature versus nurture conversation? Like I would like more motivation. There's so many nature nurture things. I mean, this is nature nurture the game. This, this game is so freaking like i love it like i i enjoy this i genuinely enjoy the story i think they pull it off even though it is i think without better without the writing they have it could easily not land but i think they like take the story seriously enough that i'm here for the weird space odyssey that you've decided to take me on like i'm buckled up i'm ready to go like however the story it's 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 freaking batshit crazy like the stuff with you know again we can we can just talk about the stuff now it's like so weird but with like beta and like who beta is as a person and like the idea of like the dna and oh we're both the same person but we're so different like there's so many weird almost almost head ass stuff again it would be head ass if they didn't stick the landing with the writing but yeah there's like a lot of interesting weird philosophical like classic motifs and stuff that they draw on here and i think that's also another reason the story feels more whole and fleshed out to me than the first one does even if it is you know it has the flaws that you know barrett and others have pointed out yeah uh so i've gone over here i did a quick google i'm at gamerant.com we're gonna read the article here by thomas bowen who breaks it down right if you kill or spare regalia uh barrett did you kill or uh, spare regala i spared her and i feel like probably the main difference was that um there seems to be a very clear point that she like staves off uh staves off a bunch of robo dinos at the final conflict yeah and i feel yeah. like i probably would have had to fight those if she wasn't there Here's where we are on Game Rant. What uh, happens if players choose to kill Regalia? Uh, if players choose the your life ends here option, Aloy will tell Regala that she can't let her live for what she's done. As Regala stands to accept her fate, uh, Kotalo uh, rushes forward and plunges, lunges his spear into her gut, killing her before she's even had the chance to finish speaking her final words. After Silence message arrives, uh, Hikaru uh, will then give Aloy Regalia's wraith a sh- sharpshooter bow that specializes in long-range uh, damage. Now, what's interesting here is they then go, jump to what happens if you choose to spare her, right? Players, you're, there's another battle ahead. Aloy will promise Regalia a much more fitting death if she agrees, blah, blah, blah. And then it's what we're talking about, what we did. We all did, right? Where the specters jump up. We're running for the zenith, far zenith base. Uh, she sacrifices herself with a group of specters. We keep it going. You don't get the bow. But it doesn't say that, like, there's nothing underneath that of, like, yeah. you have to fight those robots. I think, too, that's one of my, I mean... I feel like we've had this conversation even from the first game because it's just like a lot of the decisions design wise are the same. Like they have this whole like head, heart or fist thing, but it's yeah. really just like it, it. And this is gonna sound so mean, but like I say this with love to 
the team and everything, but like it is a slightly better version of freaking the Pokemon dialogue. None of it matters. Like it, it's just flavor. Mm -hmm, it's just, mm -hmm. it's flavor, but I'm not tasting anything. Like it doesn't actually mean anything. And I, I still, you know, it can be nice to get to make those choices because I think it does engage me a little bit more in the story. And there is like a lot of story and text and stuff like, that, you know, keeps me having something to do, reading the stuff. I get that value. But I just feel like, why do you give me this this head, heart, fist bullshit when it's not actually like it doesn't really amount to anything meaningful. And then every now and then they'll throw in, here's one that actually matters. And that is, you know, nice. But then it, it is the classic like, oh, well, like it doesn't really matter that much, though. And, you know, I just really wish they either, you know, did away with it or did more with it. It just feels like I, I hate that fake choice stuff in games. Yeah, I'm always one of, you know, there's a big difference between and i'm just gonna use specific games for examples telltale the walking dead season one right and infamous or infamous two whereas i feel in infamous and infamous two once i make the choice that i'm going to be good coal or evil coal like on the first decision why ever give me the choice again because now i'm investing specific points into these specific trees that are you know it doesn't make sense for me to go five levels into good and then be like actually i want to go bad because i can't respec and i've already lost the thing and i'm never going to get to the ultimate power at the good right so i've chosen to be good or i've chosen to be evil and i feel like for those kind of games and i would put uh, horizon is is more like that even though i think it goes way less obviously in terms of the head heart uh head heart uh, fist because like like you're saying you make these choices and even regalia here right you make a choice and if you apparently don't, if you apparently kill her, right? What do you do? What what does it get you? It, you don't even fight those robots at the end. It's just not even a real story point. It's not that something that does pivot and change that way. When you do, I would rather see the game than tell me who Aloy is, so that I understand you give me these choices to let me project my character on her, like make her into my own thing. But at that point, just do a Nathan Drake thing. Just do an Uncharted. Just tell me who this character is and how she would deal with these scenarios and things and go through. Because I think it would actually make it stronger than the illusion of choice, but it not amounting anything. You know, Walking Dead season one was very much like, you choose a or b you chose a which means this person dies and then you start splintering off we all get to, it's you know the old greg miller adage of you know the the games these games are all coloring books and we shade our picture differently and that's but we all have the same image in the end like you, especially you know, shikari exactly but like you know why do that i'd rather see a more narrative uh, cinematic take like all in uncharted than trying to be an infamous in even doing that but all that said like they do it in a way this game what i love about the story is the way they surround aloe with characters and we talked about this in the first game or the first uh, review right of it being hey this feels like mass effect 2 and i don't think they go as far as they should with the mass effect 2 style loyalty quest and all that stuff but having a team having them have conversations ha like you know i know we want to talk about varl like Varl's introduction or reintroduction, I should say, since he is from the first game and meeting him again and going, I was like, oh, okay. Like, are they going to try to start? Is, does Varl have a crush on, crush on me? Like, are we going that way? Is this going to be a thing? Is it going to be romantic? So to see him splinter off and he fall in love and, you know, start banging, like to do all these different things. I was like, well, that's cool. And like 12 hours later, they were like making out. It was just so like, Barry, you don't understand what it's like to live in the machine hours? world. You can die at any second. You can I, die at I, any yeah, second. It, it just like, we, we got knocked out and then we woke up and Varla had his tongue down some random lady's yeah, throat, you know, like yeah. it, it just Whoa, felt like he checked in on us first. You know, we had our chance to, to get with Varl and we didn't, you know, so what's supposed to wait around forever. 
Yeah, that's fair. Aloy's. Just I was dead though, watching him. a fucking Aloy uh, watch her friend Mac on this chick from the shadows. You like see the silhouette and shit. Like I lived for the drama and like just tasting that salt. And then when she had the third wheel, that cauldron, I was like, girl, this is brutal. You hate to see it. <laughs> but even there, right where it is that idea of like, I, I think that's fine. Again, they're setting up Aloy to be what they want her to be. But it's like that feels like there should have been a choice, right? Of like, do we want to romance uh, Varl? Do we want to romance Aaron or something like that? And not that you have to Ugh. or should, but like the way they set it up sometimes is weird of like, okay, it feels like there's a choice missing from this. But what I was driving at is I think they do such a great job with this cast of characters, with your supporting cast, with their interplay of all that stuff that you are like, okay, they're carrying the load here. I do care about them, right? Like Varl's death, I thought was powerful. Like I, it was the, you know, I think we gave the illusion about it in it, but it was the one where it happened and I immediately slacked the blessing. I'm like, oh my God, not Varl. And then what happened to you, Janet, you immediately texted me. You're like, oh my God, not Varl, right? Like we like that. Wait, are we are we full on on Varl's death? Is it Varl's I mean, we're death? everywhere. It's whatever. It's okay. a cast going on. Okay, so so overall, not not like actually him. So you're you like you're like pro Varl dying. I was like pro not, the moment. You, yeah, you know, for the I I'm not like I did I did love it emotionally, and I think it was like a powerful moment. And I think the way they built the game, you kind of could only have that with Varl because they made Varl that character. Like they attributed those kind of they made us love him so that we could watch him get like brutally murdered with like some fucking space harpoon but i just felt like it was so tacky to kill like to to develop a really strong black character and then kill him off like i felt like that was so tropey and kind of gross um the one the only because it was it was powerful but then also it was like ah it's kind of like it's a little tropey though in a in a way that i don't know if i fuck with it Blessing Addie Oye Jr. Uh, couldn't be here today, of course, because of the snake bites, but he wrote in with his thoughts on a million different questions and uh, spoiler casty things. Uh, on Varl's death, he said this. The one moment in the story that bummed me out big time was Varl's death, partially because he grew to be a favorite of mine, but also because it felt predictable and unearned. I found myself in the moments leading up thinking, quote, oh, no, they're about to kill the one black dude, aren't they? Surely they're not going to fall into this trope, end quote. And not only did they fall into it, they did so in a way that made his character feel disposable. Nothing about the de- death worked for me. Parentheses, lack of buildup of stakes, unlikable Eric being the killer, Beta, who's also kind of unlikable, being who, being who he's saving. This one should have been thought through more. Um, obviously, I'm not one to speak uh, to race in any uh, stretch of the imagination, uh, but I have a tweet here uh, from the one, the only, James Davis, a.k.a. at James Davis Makes. Uh, Barrett, if you can open up, that went up today, right, where he was quoting a different person who had said, pretty much most other video games, black people don't exist, Horizon, and then it's a bunch of screenshots of different uh, black characters in the game, to which James Davis, if you're not a video listener here, is a black person, says, 100%. The best thing is that these three photos are just a small subset of the black representation in Horizon Forbidden West. And, is not just a single black tribe. Every group, every city. Also, further zooming out, the amount of people of color in general blew me away. And to which there was, there was another one in here. Yeah, that down the line, I, there's people responding. I had the same response, but with Asian characters. Representation is awesome. So there's a conversation going on about them applauding it. I get, and again, I'm not, by any stretch of the imagination, the arbiter of race relations in video games. But I get Blessing's point that the main char- black character in the story gets killed here, right? But what I liked about it is the fact that 
it meant, I understand that it's a trope. It's a main character you've built up, whatever. But it also meant to me as a player, uh, and again, not worrying about at the time of this death or anything like this representation or, you know, tropes or anything like that. For me, it meant that nobody on the board was safe, that Aaron uh, could be killed, right? That, you know, the uh, one armed guy whose name I forget right now uh, with the K, he could be yeah. killed. Uh, you know, that when Silence, who is a black character, but a is, is your antagonist for the most of the game shows up, anything can happen that way. Like, that's what I appreciate about it. I appreciated that they had done a good job, I felt, of mm. making me care about uh, Varl. Uh, showing that Car- again, like I already talked about, you know, Varl falls in love or whatever, at least lust for you, Barrett. Uh, fall- <laughs> fall- you know, he has a romantic connection around this thing. Again, what I we talk about in the review, and you get so much of the game of coming back to the base and watching them all have just conversations that you're not a part of. Like, I cared about them that way. That's why I wanted those Mass Effect missions. I wanted to do more for them, go out and do more with them. It's interesting. I think the fact that. Sorry, go ahead. That just that they also didn't do that with any other character, though. It's like, I think yeah. it's, they just had the one, the one death. And it was, like, so brutal. It was on screen. It's like, you're going to show me Varl getting harpooned, but you won't show me Ted Farrow's weird monster cave? Nah, yeah. fuck that. Like, I was so it, salty about it, that. It's interesting, yeah, that you said, like, oh, no one's safe. Or it's like, in that moment, it felt and played to me. Everybody like, was safe. Like, we need to kill one character to emotionally manipulate you in this moment um, before we get, like, into this, like, very big lore drop uh, in in five minutes. And it just, like, all right, well, you know, roll the dice and see who we randomly pick here. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with Blessing a little bit. Like, I don't feel, feel like it gets – it's earned, like, specifically of, like, why his character was specifically the one to line up to die – uh, and, and things like that. And yeah, and it, it, if you wanted to like put respect on his character and stuff like that, I, I, I feel like, you know, not passing out and then waking up in Carrie Ann Moss's, uh, you know, apartment building to, you know, get a, a, some sci fi lore drop right after. I, I, I just, yeah, it all, that whole sequence I feel like is one of the weirder uh, moments for me personally. See, I will say I love that sequence though. Like, again, I'm, I'm sort of the in narratively and in terms of like impact and what i think it did for the story and what different me as a player like i have you know again mixed feelings on varl's death like i think it did it got the job done but it did it like in a janky way kind of like when you fix something but it's still kind of broken it's like oh i mean this works but like maybe it could have been done in, in a better way or a different way but in general like i thought that area was the strongest part of the game because it, it is like preceded by god what's that thing you fight it with what slaughter spine right was that was that this the right order that sounds right right yeah yeah like i fought that thing i killed it on my first try very proud of that i was fighting for my life i was two levels under under i had my apple watch on while i was playing my heart rate a hundred like a hundred heart rate i was like in it and then they had like the you know varl's death and then the the beta stuff happened then i wake up in tilda's weird art airbnb that i really want to go to in real life (laughs) and i think and I get how that can be disorienting. You know, obviously these things are all open to our interpretations and feelings, but I liked it because it was like, pow, like intense gameplay, boom, crazy story stuff. Wait, wild lore shit. And it just kind of really threw everything through a really interesting loop. And I think it helped sort of, you know, shake me out of what I was used to in the in the game, which was like, all right, we're going to here and we're getting like Poseidon. We're going to here and we're sure. doing this thing, which none of that was bad, but I think it really just... To me, that was a strength because I think it it had so much strength narratively and gameplay wise. Again, even with me having some issues with Varl being 
the one to die. Like, you could have made Aaron like a more important character and then killed Aaron, you know. And I get I am supposed to care, but I feel like if if the only way you can get me to care is by using old tropes, I think that's worth examining. It's not that the trope is not effective, like it can be, but you still have to think about that. And I think that was like, it just, it made me think so much about the conversations that were around Last of Us 2 before that came out, of people being like, I hope you don't like Fridge Ellie's girlfriend. They're like, don't worry. And obviously they do a bunch of other like crazy shit that may like, you know, that can be disturbing and can like, you know, fall into tropes and things. It's not like tropes don't exist, but I think looking at sociological ones and thinking about the impact that they have, like is important in terms of designing a narrative. Um, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, I understand all that. And so, I mean, that's, you know, obviously where we could talk about coming through this with you know, the lens you're, you bring to a video game. Whereas just like, for me, I never thought about it. Right. Like I, I think they did such now a good job. Multiplayer. Huh? And now we won't get, the, I'm like, I want Varl multiplayer. And now like, it's gotta be Varl's ghost or some shit or some prequel bullshit. But man, shit, maybe it'll, you know, maybe it'll be a prequel in the multiplayer. Horizon we'll Legends play. with Varl, man. Uh, but like, I thought they did such a good job of making Varl a character. And I yes. thought, you know, going through different things with him and all these things that I f- personally, I felt like I never at any point was watching. I, cause you know, I'm a big horror movie fan. Right. So obviously 80s and 90s horror the one black guy shows up I'm like oh he's gonna die right like that's always been the running joke in a lot of different horror movies right i never had that because i never looked at varl in this game as oh he's the token black guy right he's he's the one black person on aloy's team so clearly that's what's gonna happen and so i don't know again i'm just some dumb white guy so i don't know like you know everything you're saying of course of like impact and sociological and what it would look like and all that stuff for me i think at least in my head and i could totally be off base it speaks to what they're doing with the character that i never thought of him that way so i never thought that oh clearly he'll be the one to die like obviously when uh the zines show up and started coming and he's i like obviously you're i'm like that ain't gonna end well but it, i didn't think it wasn't i was like it's not gonna end well for you because you're a minority i was like it's not gonna end well because right. these are superhuman you know yeah fast guys and I also like I did also like and notice the diversity like among the tribes and things like that. I thought that was really cool. Um, how did you feel about I don't know if we had any questions on this, but how did you feel about the um the pregnancy reveal? That that felt tropey to me, but then I liked it the same. Cause it was the thing of like I thought her, like I'm with child and I'm like, all right, well, that's but then it was like this beautiful vista that you could look out over and like oh, yeah, she's she talking. Sat, when she started singing, I was like, tears. Like yeah. I can't when she hugged Aloy, I thought that was very emotional as well. Like it just uh I don't even want, I know we're here to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it because I'm going to tear up again. Like I, again, these, this is where I think there were so many strengths in, in the construction. If we kind of put, you know, the trope stuff to the side a little bit, um, just like the way they set that up, the way you can sit there, like, yeah. And then coming really back well to visit or something like that. And like, it was that thing of like, you know, I don't know how many hours later doubling back for whatever bullshit. I think I'm, I was back to the home base to climb up to get a new Stormbird because I knew they were up there and it would be easy, yeah. right? But like running and st- seeing it, I stopped and I walked over there and for no reason just hung out for a second. Like I think, again, that speaks to me how much I liked that character and like, again, why it worked for me and why I can totally understand why it wouldn't work for other people and stuff like that. Yeah, I, the, the pregnancy was, I think, a, a hair too far for me. I was like... I was like, I, I literally, you know, I had texted Blessing like all throughout my playthrough, like just these big walls of that, you know, he'd go to sleep and I'm still playing and I'm just like narrating what I'm doing. Um, and I was literally like, 
get the fuck out she's pregnant playstation is obsessed with pregnancy every playstation game is the same it's just dead dads surprise pregnancies and we're getting on boats like when aloy boarded boarded that boat i was like god of war last of us like flash and again i'm saying this kind of hamming it up a bit but i do think that there there are certain patterns that are starting to and i still enjoy these things like these are like playstation like triple a narrative action adventure shit is like some of my favorite stuff but i'm like damn like this is like i it, it bugged me that it just felt so been there done that with that kind of reveal not that playstation games are the only ones to have like oh and then someone's pregnant like that's been done in a bunch of media but i do hope that i don't know it walks a we start to see some of these stories walk away from some of these more visited story beats. Sure. Sure. That's fair. And I think that's, you know, the game is the most successful when it's not doing something like that. I'm like, it's not it's enough t- to have Varl dead. He has to be now his child. Doesn't have a dad. Like, come on. I'm like, anyway. agree. That I, I agree with 100%. Yeah. The, the, the Varl's death, I'm, I enjoyed. But yeah, the pregnancy, I did roll my eyes at at first. But then, of course, a, I think they kind of pay it off a little bit. On a lighter note, uh, one Zoe shots Zoe as a character. I love her character. I think she's like really awesome. And I love how she, they really like carry through her expertise really well, I thought, yeah. where she like knows about like the machines and the land and she like talks to Gaia and like gets more information. Like I just thought she was really well fleshed out. Um, I will say, though, I was sad when I met her for the first time and, you know, we learn about, oh, God. God, what is it called? God, was it place song? Song place? Plain song. Oh, plain, plain song. Plain song. Plain yeah, song. Um, and they're talking about like the land gods and like, oh yeah, we have the machines tend to crops. And I was like, am I gonna get my machine animal farm? And you don't, you don't, you don't get the machine animal farm. <laughs> I, I, That's all you wanted. <laughs> of the so, things I that so I excited. I did like uh was was her side quest. It, it was seeing that through, right? And helping yeah. the land gods and like retrieving them. And it, there are definitely moments throughout that um that side quest where I was like, oh god, mechanically, I just I can't stand this. Uh there was like one um one thing that I had to fight with Zoe and I had to do that encounter like three times because three times I would like kill the final thing that we had to kill and then die at the same time. And it was one of the most infuriating things. But it, for me, story-wise, it was still worth it because like the only time I got not even teared up, like chills was when you go back to playing song after getting all the land gods and then they, they start saying like the land gods mm-hmm. start singing the song. And I was like, God damn, that is such a good like, payoff such a good payoff of like you know you see the people uh at plain song and how connected they are to uh the land and how much that means to them and how much they respect and uh you know love and uh uh the the land gods and then kind of seeing that with the land gods themselves was like really really dope um that was one where yeah i was pleasantly surprised of like how much that actually struck me and in general, the music in this game, big step up. I was not a big fan of the music in Horizon 1. I 100%. just found it very forgettable. It really melted into the background, I think, a little too much. But here, I felt like they had their opening theme. They, like, would bring, they it, bring it up when they needed to. Like, yeah. So now, from since we're here, I want to do this. From spoiler cast to speculation cast, you have to imagine that well, I don't even know. What do you Matilda think? Matilda slept with my clone mom. Yes, I'm glad we're talking. Oh my about god! That. Oh my god! Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. They told they they made but that. The, I thought that was pretty clear. Weird too, because the first time you talked to her about Sobek, 
it seems like they were like maybe acquaintances at one point, like kind of friends. And then like the last time she talks about her before you like completely murk her, she's like, you know, I loved her. Like you could never understand. It's like, mm-hmm. where did this come? We did a ho- total 180 of what your relationship with Elizabeth is. Listen, you have to ease in. You have to ease Again, into that kind of conversation. Like, right? that, that specific little thread I feel like is a great example of just like so many weird story elements where like, all right, we're going to like bring it in here and then not develop it whatsoever. Then surprise. Oh, wow. and we're, like it, uh. it was pretty insane. Like out of nowhere. Yeah. Cause she really just drops that line out of nowhere. You could almost miss it. I mean, I, I didn't, I, I wrote it down. Like I wrote it down word for word. And then I was like, okay, so she like definitely fucked my clone mom. Right. And everyone's like, Oh, hundred percent, thousand percent. But then I like pause in my mind. I think back, I'm like, so that's why she like liked beta and then she wants me to like gross fucking gross but do you think it was that out of blue because they were talking they were in the conversations of like how she saw her uh, how she uh uh uh, tilda saw her at the the conference or whatever and then had this whole like elaborate way to go talk to her and i was like oh you're clearly infatuated in some regard i thought it was just like a fan vibe you know what i mean which sometimes it it read to me like when you're trying to when i see when you in college i'd see a girl or whatever and i want to strike up a conversation you go home and you overthink it you come in tomorrow the next day with the same cup of coffee or some bullshit like that that's what it read to me as i thought that's where we were going early on okay i i did not get i think i also further didn't get that sense because after having this you know conversation takes place on the the weird uh our airbnb apocalypse terrace um where they're just eating croissants and talking about the end of the world um but she sort of makes it sound like they never really like oh yeah like i talked to her that one time like i didn't really get the sense that they had like a just a deeper relationship it kind of sounded like maybe at most that'd be like a crush that never you know sure became anything but um yeah i don't know like that was that was that was a lot to take in i feel like aloy is gonna need a lot of therapy after this game like i mean will she because she's a wall right that's my that's the other thing we were talking about in the thing beating around opens up a little bit like not nearly enough man that's my one thing artist too hard two sizes too small i felt like we were going when we have the conversation with beta where she shows, uh, you know, and Beta is like, why are you so different than me? You know, or why am I so different from you? Why am I not like that? And she's very much like, well, I had, a, you know, I, I wasn't alone. And she shows the uh, uh, roost, uh, rust, right? And I was like, here we go. And it says just a hologram of rust. And it's mm-hmm. like, he was cool. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. Like, I was really hoping to have, like, for, you know, me and you, Barrett, like, Batman talking about how much Alfred means to him kind yeah. of shit. You know what I mean? Like, let's have a real moment where she vocalizes everything because again we we it's and this is the weird thing about it where it's like i don't think it is a failing of the story i think it's hard to look at something like this and not project what i want again the way horizon's narrative is structured and the way it is as aloy heart heart mind fist make these choices we're playing as her we're internalizing her you know why is she doing these good things you wrestle with obviously i've known from the very beginning of horizon zero dawn playing through that what ross meant to us and what it was and like you know when he sacrifices himself for it it's similar so here we get to that moment and i want her to break down and open up and say all this different stuff and she doesn't to beta and that leaves me greg miller you know sitting there going like ah we are so close and i want that but i don't know if it necessarily 
the character can be that the character can be a strong silent type that is just like this is yeah. what it was to me and, and th- that can be the choice and that, so it's that push and pull of like and like what the- i want but again i what i want is something yeah. that this this aloy hasn't done in the 68 hours i've been with her yeah. right like, and, it's and not that, like this is out of character because I, I i because we've only really known elizabeth through the eyes of aloy and all of this stuff but i do think there's an interesting idea that they had again i think this game had a lot of interesting ideas yeah um where it's like kind of aloy and beta are her two like uh combined together are what made up elizabeth uh in a way right where it's like you've got her very type a version of herself with it, which is aloy and then the type b very emotional uh very like uh left brain oh, right shit, brain it's version. a and b dude <laughs> it, it, straight, no straight up and it's like there are interesting <laughs> ideas here and i don't think the way that they implemented them were really well done i feel like if you could have introduced beta uh in the first game i think that would have made a better foundation to building up Aloy's side of like what her character is. Um, yeah, it, it's that moment. I was ready for like, Oh, let's finally like learn Hash about Aloy. And then it's like emotionally specifically. And, and, and it's like, so, no, oh, and it's like, all in right. this vein, Cameron Kennedy writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, I'm a big fan of the lore and wild wacky stuff in the horizon games, but find the writing can struggle a bit when it comes to relationships between characters and jumps and story beats. My biggest gripe is the relationship between Aloy and beta. We see every moment shared between them, and it was jarring how quickly they became quote-unquote sisters after Beta is shown a hologram of some dude she wouldn't care about. I feel like I was suddenly told I should care about them. How do you feel about this relationship, and do you feel it was earned? I'm right there with you, Cameron, as we've been going around here, right? And like, even like, there's, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, maybe I missed something, maybe I looked away, but remember when... Uh, Aloy leans in and whispers to Beta, and we're held. We're back with Tilda. We just see it, and she's like, "What was that about?" She's like, "Nothing. It was between me and her." Right? And then the next big thing is her calling her her sister. Like, I was again in the same way. Here's Rost, and he he's a man who raised me. I was hoping we'd really go into, and he gave his life for me, and he showed me what a father was, and like that's what uh, Elizabeth's my DNA, but he's my he's me, he's my family. I do this because he showed me what it was to be a good person, right? Like I was looking, hoping it would be that we would get the flashback like why are you what are you even doing or whatever and then it's the flashback of like whatever she whispers to her to be like you know where you and me are one and the same or whatever the thing and then she comes like she's my sister and we shoot an arrow and like bam like there's this moment of like fuck yeah whereas instead it's just like whatever she said i'm saving my sister like okay okay like i guess yeah i mean i don't know there's i'm i'm mixed on this i feel like i hear all of your points um i there's so many th- so to, to backtrack a little bit i think aloy as you know robo woman i mean on one hand you know she is she's a clone uh, not to no shade to clones i mean we don't have like it's not we don't have that at scale at this point you're talking like, shit about dolly the sheep and superboy yeah, <laughs> yeah right i don't know um but i don't think that's why they make her emotional i don't think they're trying to make a statement about clones and and, and love and compassion i think they give her superhero syndrome the mm. um oh i'm I'm Batman, and you know I love Rachel because I told you I did. And I never really, and you know, we get some flashbacks of us as kids, but that's like, there's, I would argue there's actually not a lot of, yeah, but there's, I would argue there's not a lot there either. I think the reason that it's, that it's, and I know people are going to come for me, the Batman Begins stands. I'm there with you. I had that shit on UMD. (laughs) Um, I would hook up my little Logitech speakers because the sound is so quiet on the the PSP. But anyway, um, I love that movie. But the reason I think that they can get away with that in that scenario is that there's not a heavy focus on, 
the relationships. The relationships are just kind of background to the action. And sometimes the action decisions are based on the relationships. I think the reason that sticks out more here in a negative sense is because it's hard to imagine someone being so entrenched in conversation and in emotional things and not feel anything. But then Mm -hmm. again, you know, I mean, I think I, and I go back and forth on this because on one hand I do want Aloy to be more emotional, but on the other hand, I think, I think she's just kind of like a cold person. Like I, and I think we see a lot of that, you know, through the, you know, audio holograms and things from Elizabeth of those moments of, of her as well. Right. Of her thinking that she is Elizabeth. When you hear those old audio logs, like, Hey, like, let's hang out, let's get pizza. And she's like, no, I can't, I'm busy saving the world. Like they both have savior syndrome. Um, they, and that's why it's like a superhero savior complex thing of like, no, I can't, God forbid I like get a pizza with somebody because, and obviously I'm just using pizza as just a random thing because I'm busy doing this big thing and I can't, I can't feel because I'm too big. Like, but you can have superhero syndrome and still have emotions that are compelling for a visual medium. Like Spider-Man has superhero syndrome and that's what makes Spider-Man. Spider-Man's way more emotional than as a character than and it's much more interesting because of that, because of his superhero syndrome and how that ties into his personal life and stuff like that. And I just don't think that there's quite of an interesting crossover into how that affects Aloy emotionally and personally. 100%. Like, we get a little bit of it, like, when she runs away at the beginning and goes on her own. And, like, I straight up, I was like, Aloy, you suck when she, like, ran away from Varro at the oh, very yeah, beginning too. to go into the Forbidden West and stuff like that. And there is that moment where when he catches up with her, he's like, yo, like stop being a dipshit and she's like okay and it's like that's all we really got though there was no really like processing through any of that so like honestly like i wasn't compelled to do a lot of the side stuff with uh a lot of the main characters just because like in the main story at least and what it was presented to me aloy was too like she just didn't want to be with her friends she needed to figure this shit out um this is a whole see yeah i I understand that i think Again, I would love to talk to Gorilla about how they write Aloy and what their intentions are, right? Because I do feel that we're all searching for a conversation from Aloy, acknowledging this kind of thing. Because it is that, you know, as we sit here and talk about who this character is and what she's doing in Superhero Syndrome or whatever, like, I love the idea of the story and the fact that she owns that the fate of the world rests on my shoulders. I am the only person genetically that can do this. I have to do this. And so it is her, I think, you know, you talk about the conversation with Varl of her running away from him. But I mean, like, the game starts with her already running away, right? She sa- she did it. Her Zero Dawn happened. We saved the world. And bam, she bounces immediately to go to the next quest. And like, Varl shows up and is very much like, hey, you bounced without even saying goodbye, without taking the victory lap, without having anything. That's, that's kind of fucked up, but we all hear it. And then she does it again. It's like, I would love a, a, you know, end of act two conversation breakdown of what it's like to have. I mean, fuck, like, you know, how stressed out did I get making the kind of funny game showcase, right? <laughs> Talk about, you know, traveling the fucking country, fighting robot machines, trying to do this thing and be the only person who can do it. And you got silence and you're in, you got all the other shit. Like I, we know that and we project that. And I think it's a very interesting conversation we're having because I think, we all get Aloy's motivations, and I, and at least, and I shouldn't. We all do. I get Aloy's motivations. I think that they are expressed by the characters who surround her. I just want acknowledgement from her. I want her to feel more believable as a well-rounded three-dimensional character that is like, "Yo, this fucking sucks." I do want to hang out. Like, what, what, 
what would she want to do? You know what I mean? She wanted to belong to the tribe back in the the beginning, right? She wanted to go to the proving, earn her place, and be a part of uh, society again. And then clearly that all changed, but like, you want to save the earth, but why? Like, you know what I mean? Like, talk to me about that. And, and I, you know, you have a sister and you have this, but like, I get it. And I can make those. And I, I would imagine that there's just a disconnect where the writers are giving us all these pieces and then wanting us to make our own assumptions about it. But they don't give us enough agency in who Aloy is that I, I don't feel like I should be told by Aloy what she's doing. I think, though, too, to the relationship of Aloy and Beta, like, I felt okay with that and the leap to, like, her being a sister because I think Aloy is someone who is starved for family, um, even if she isn't willing to admit that she's hungry. She's like, oh, no, it's fine. I ate earlier. It's like, no, you fucking didn't. Like, you're, oh, like, you have a fuck ton of problems. And that's what I mean by, like, Aloy needs therapy because it's like, sure, sure. you know, and it's funny because there was that, I forgot if it was you or Barrett who said, like, oh, no, she doesn't because she's a, a wall. Those are the people who need therapy the most. And that's what I, that's what I feel with Aloy where it's like, she so desperately wants that, but she doesn't want, she doesn't allow herself to want so you end up getting this kind of like facade and that even with that facade, I think it can still be better depicted. I think we can, I, I would like to see, I don't mind if they make her just like, I'm busy saving the world. So like, I'm not going to really, you know, love or whatever, but I think even that can be expressed. <laughs> I don't know how to love. Yeah, I do know. I was just learning to love. I think even that can be expressed in more interesting ways. You know, I think of like, just certain shots you could take ways you could like in terms of the cinematography like angle like even the injury storyline where it's like this idea of her finally having to slow down for a second and not being able to keep going like i didn't have a problem with that scene necessarily but i think that scene could have been depicted or shot in a way that put, could put the focus more on aloy but it didn't what were we looking at in that scene we were looking at shadow varl and zoe macking on each other that's what we were looking at and again i think that speaks to so much of how I feel like Aloy's characterization leaves something to be desired is that so often we don't really get much of her characterization. We get just seeing the world through Aloy's eyes and the things around her are interesting. But when we look in the mirror, it's like, it could be anybody, right? Could Aloy, Beta, whatever. It's just like Elizabeth, like it's all just kind of interchangeable stuff. Um, generally, I did like the dynamic though with Beta. I liked the, um, and I, I liked the idea of her at least owning up to what makes her different and not just being like well i'm you know not a punk ass bitch the way you are like she kind of did have that attitude at first <laughs> then she's like look this is my humanity is this person and i think that like that that moment did work for me for that reason and i think you know like familial relationships are to... so much more than like they looked so different in so many different ways like i think you totally could just toss that out there as like you know maybe she doesn't fully mean it but it's like a you know a sort of olive branch and like hey i want you to know that like maybe i don't really know you that well maybe we're really different maybe we have like beef but like we're in like you are my dna yeah. and like that's that's just fact and like for you know the, i mean how many anyway yeah i could just <laughs> no no i love so it we're stuff. having a great conversation and for the record no like i love that moment like we're do, we're doing the same thing we did in the review where we're talking about a game that you and i love janet no offense barrett <laughs> but we're, we're hung up on the things that i wanted more of or less Finally of or whatever <laughs> like the when beta shows up the first time i was like oh fuck that is awesome i can't wait to see how they explain it and then even in the moment right where it's like aloy's hiding and i was like all right you know they're gonna leave and oh they move the thing and then aloy and beta see each other immediately and we're right into it it's like oh my fucking god like i love that idea uh to the overall story like right like 
I think the overall story is great. Blessing wrote in about that too. He says the overall, uh, the story overall was way more enjoyable and engaging this time around. Zero Dawn set the tone with b- building the pieces of something interesting and Forbidden West delivered by not only capitalizing off of the setup from Zero Dawn, but by also introducing new story threads uh, that I would have never seen coming. The quest to collect the subordinate functions was such a great move to give each function its own importance and highlight different areas of the map. I would have taken a whole game of just chasing them down in a, quote, collect the functions until you feel comfortable to face Ganon sort of way. Regardless, the Mass Effect-like turn the game takes 10 hours in was so welcome and a game-changer for me. And that was my thing of, we t- I kept talking in the review, I think, about, like, the first 10 hours for me felt very much like Zero Dawn again. And that was exciting because I, lo- I loved Zero Dawn, but also, like, man... How many hours of this is it going to be? Is it just me roaming it? So when they introduce uh, introduce the Zenus, right, the far the far Zenus colonist, right, and they come in and they introduce Beta, and it was what's going on. And again, I think the game does such a great job of, uh, like it did in the Zero Dawn, introducing something. You have a question, and not too long after, if you're golden pathing, you get the answer. It's not holding all the way off until the very end of the game to get some information uh, and then that's the credits right it it does do that hold all the way off to tell you what the third game is going to be about but we'll get there when we get there this one i thought did a good job of introducing it and like you know when i was listening to you know the first time um tilda shows up in an audio log was before you knew about far zenith or whatever and obviously they'd already put out the cast list so i knew carrie ann moss is in the game so when she popped up talking to uh, elizabeth sobeck you know uh ashley birch i was immediately like oh okay so wait like i i was like is that gonna be actually care is is tilda gonna be the same it obviously shows up the trailers had shown her in like the crazy outfit or whatever i was wondering what that was gonna be if that was gonna be a hologram if it's gonna be her it's gonna be whatever and so when they show up and it was like oh shit i think these are gonna be the same people that they never died or whatever and that's what it pays off on like i loved that quest i love that storyline i loved getting that i loved you know again how, it's, is it a weird scene of varo getting killed and then you wake up and carry whatever like I loved all of that. I loved the delivery of it. I think her turn at the very, very end into a bad guy and a weird machine is okay, whatever. That's video games. But I love that thread, Janet. I think too, uh, on that note, like I liked one thing that worked for me in this story in terms of the plot is you had like a reveal and then it's like you, it kind of had one focal reveal, which is like the far zeniths. Like that's the core of the game. Like them, you know, beta by association, like all of that. But you kind of keep turning it around. Like, as the game goes, you see more of it. It's, like, almost like you're zoomed in, and then you get more of the picture, like, to use, like, you know, a different metaphor. And I like that element of it because it's like, okay, so there's, like, privileged people went to space, and now they're trying to kill me. Oh, wait, this is also, like, they have a clone of of another clone. So there's, like, another me. Oh, she's helping me. Okay, so now this is a little bit different. Oh, wait, uh, uh, Tilda was in on this the whole time. Wait, these are the same people from thousands of years. So it kept, like, getting bigger and bigger, but it was the same general core piece of information i think that's what helped make it so intriguing but also without making it feel like i'm constantly chasing different breadcrumbs at least from the core plot um versus like a lot of complaints of the you know over gala maybe isn't in it as much or then like what's with it's like silence is kind of there but then like you don't see him for like 30 hours and then he's like there and then he's like i'm gonna dip (laughs) just kidding here forever what's up guys like i get how that doesn't sit great with some people because i can't really pretend like no that was super effective but i for me that didn't bother me as much because it felt like ancillary stuff to the core plot I want to talk more about the Zenith. So I want to talk about more about Horizon uh, Forbidden West. But of course, I also want to talk about patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go to write in to be part of the show. Like so many of you have, you could be watching live as we do this uh, contributing like James Davis is Cameron Kennedy is Matt Grover is. Uh, however, 
You can also go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to get each and every episode of PS I Love You XOXO ad free. But guess what, Jack? You're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Guild Wars 2 End of Dragon, the third expansion for the award-winning and critically acclaimed MMORPG Guild Wars 2 and the culmination of the Elder Dragon Saga. There's no shortage of new shenanigans to get up to to explore the beautiful Canton continent, travel, fish with your friends in your own personal skiff, unlock nine new elite specializations, pilot the Siege Turtle combat mount, and way, way more. If you're new to Guild Wars 2, don't worry, their community of over 16 million players are ready to welcome you with open arms if you're already a guild wars 2 commander it's time to gear up for some new adventures like that siege turtle mount i mentioned earlier yeah it can bear two riders one to handle the turtle the other to operate the weapon strapped to its shell that's awesome what about the personal skiff i mentioned it's your new home away from home on the waves ferry your whole party around to explore relax or drop anchor to fish over 200 unique species around Tyria. you can check out the link in the description to get your hands on guild wars 2 end of dragons available now yeah so i thought you nailed it janet of this ever-evolving thing my drawback on it right is the fact that Tilda is clearly the star of the Zeniths. She's great. I love her delivery. I love everything else. I have to look over. I have a game open, right? And go through the character bios to say, oh, Gerard and Eric were the other two. They were the Eric. other far Zenith dudes. And Eric <laughs> the just only being reason non I remember from Gerard Superman 2. Because it's such like, a, he looks like a fucking Gerard. You know? He looks like and a he, Gerard. He goes yeah. out like a Gerard as well. Where it's like, like when he, when my he, completionist. When he, when he goes, uh, like, is thrown into the room. <laughs> Uh, in, in the room, and he's like about to be killed by Carrie and Moss. I was like, "Yeah, I saw this one coming." Like that that whole turn, like I, I feel like was way too, like almost too foreshadowed in a way. I I I wish they had at least built up Gerard since he was like built up as the leader a little bit more to make me think like, "All right, like the final like, all right, Eric is a mini boss, even though like I wanted him to be the main boss is because I want the game to be over." Um, but also like uh, you know like build up Gerard so I think he's the the main guy that I'm gonna go after. Maybe Carrie Ann Moss is gonna be helping me in that boss fight in little ways. Um, and yeah, it didn't it didn't happen like that. And it, it felt very predictable and, you know, very, very uh, mustache twirling villain where she gets into the, you know, the robot. Yeah, it uh, was machine. very it was giving like Jack and Daxter a little bit, which we'll is get into a big mech thing and fighting. Like, yeah. that's okay, what it yeah, so it reminds me of like that. I mean, many games do that kind of thing. And I, you know, to, to its credit, though, I think it makes sense ending with a machine. I think this actually felt just a little more personal than like the last game where it's like you're fighting hades but like hades is an entity so i'm like well what does this mean and then it's like and oh hades just throwing a bunch of machines at me and i'm like i mean this is it's epic but i don't i'm not feeling it i'm just kind of doing it like you're just throwing a lot of shit at me and, and, and we mentioned and it earlier but sh- I did, it is a shout out to go get all the cores and have the cores talk to you and like have to talk to them like i i dug that a lot i dug that they had personalities i forget which one is the one of like wait, you'd silence the voices or whatever. Like, you know, I'd finally be able to rest or whatever. I wish they would give the, the, uh, subroutines, um, uh, shit. What's it? Subtitles. I had subtitles on, and I can't there, understand. There are subtitles. Oh, they weren't for me. Anytime that I yeah, uh, like, bug. Uh, ran into the sub functions. Yeah, they, they talk, they they talk funny the, sometimes. It was only, like, those, and when Aloy tried to talk to herself underwater. Underwater. Was, like, I can't understand you and then i put on subtitles and it's like when you're in like random environmental stuff and aloy's just talking i don't think that's subtitled for me either and these sub functions so i was like what 
All right, I feel like I'm missing a lot of whatever's going on here and whatever. Let me bring in a blessing at AOE Junior for 30 under 30, uh, talking about the Zenith uh, and the Odyssey and all that stuff. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with the Zenith. Their initial reveal, along with the reveal of Beta, was cool as hell, yet they seem so out of place. It's obviously intended as they're from the old world, yet our time with them is so brief that they didn't, ha- they didn't have time to grow on me and gel with the current world. I hated Eric's character. He seemed cartoonishly evil in a Simon Krieger sort of way. Who, where's Simon Krieger from, Barrett? Spider-Man Miles Morales. He put it in parentheses. Uh, I, would, I would not have known. Yeah. I would not have known I was going to be like, Detroit is that Baker, like a Silence of the Lambs guy? This bad like, guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, blessing continues. I love Tilda. I, he, I loved Tilda. Uh, and I felt like her and Silence were underutilized. I uh, would have loved to see more of their interactions. I put Angela Bassett's uh, regalia in there too, right? Where I feel like they wanted multiple strong characters both uh you know uh helpers and herders <laughs> good guys and bad guys teammates and enemies and i think they might have gone a bit too far where, with it where it is like i don't feel like i got enough silence and granted he was in the game the first game a lot so like if there would have been too much i would have been here bitching that it was too much like zero dawn but i guess it's also a good thing that i wanted more tilda i wanted more silence i wanted more regalia and if you add them all up i got a lot not to mention all the amazing side characters you run into all the amazing side missions all the amazing chieftains and things you go through and uh uh, work with that i think have really awesome communities built around them that again again to paris's credit when he was talking about all this in the review right make the open world the star of the show where i think you know the story i think is great and i had a great time with but i had a great time with it in the way i have a great time with a big popcorn movie where it's like yeah there's all these things in plot holes and why didn't they do it this way but overall i had a great time and i loved it but it could have been better. Whereas the actual going through and having these moment to moment interactions and, you know, you're talking to somebody who is just a blacksmith, but they're going to give you a cool weapon. And for some reason they're excellently well acted and they have a cool storyline for what you're doing. Yeah. I feel similarly as far as like the open world stuff. Um, I, like I talked about this a little bit on the review, but like I had talked to was fairly early in the game, so probably still around the Osram kind of areas, like two sisters, like one that was obsessed yeah. with like explosives, and I got that like spear, which you can get other versions of that that spear that does heavy damage that like carried me through like the last like two human boss battles, which I kind of want. There's so many things to talk about. So like before I move Do on, it. I want to talk to Mama, uh, who's here in this game, I love her. If you don't know who I'm talking about, she was like the woman who became like the head of the hunting lodge in the first game. She has like really badass armor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, yeah, like what was her a, name? Sorry, I talked over you at that point. Alana, okay. I think. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. I think that's her name. Um, yeah, I and I was I was sad because I actually didn't finish her quest line before the the review came out, but I went back and I've put in like quite a few hours since we did the review of still like playing it, still enjoying it, still being like, yep, this is more awesome stuff. And like one thing I really like too about this is having done like the campaign, which took me like I forgot how many hours, like 37 or eight or something and then putting in another like you know four to like 12 hours and i'm like i'm still finding like new machines that i hadn't seen before like they i think they add in fun stuff on those side quests and like getting to hang out with talana and have her like be like okay meet me like 80 miles this way and then you kind of like can follow her and see what's going on with like another relationship she's forming and and that dynamic plays out and it culminates to like a really good battle and then you have like this end story bit like i really like stuff like that but i want to ask um for the end of the game, yet you're, the final boss is essentially like a three-part final boss because you have Regala, you have, I mean, you could argue that you have like the machine stuff, but I think that's just more like 
stuff to get you to it's, like the it's cool filler. battle. Yeah, it's like a just you're doing too. it. You're doing it there, and then it's just like okay, now we're gonna like soup up the machines, and like this is Aloy's secret trick that she had in her back pocket. And also, I wish I could, I wish I could just watch those machines kill each other for like the whole time. Like I was sitting there, like we got to get moving. I'm like, do we? This is awesome. yeah. That that was cool to like see it like play out kind of in in real time in engine like that. That was dope. Yeah, I thought that was really fun. Um, but the regala and the Eric stuff specifically. Like, how did that sit with y'all? Because for me, the, my my gut reaction, like, when I had to face Regala, I was like, oh, no, melee combat? I did not play this game this way. Slash, I did not, you don't fight a lot of, like, you don't do a lot of, like, intense one-on-one human-to-human combat in the main campaign, necessarily. Like, obviously, there's side stuff that could do it, or if you, you know, want to pull up on a bandit camp and just, like, square up on people one by one, you can kind of get that practice in. But I felt kind of like sidelined by it. And then like it was interesting, but I just felt like, oh, we have never done this. And like, why is this on the exam? Like this wasn't in the study guide. I just felt like it was it felt a little bit random mechanically. But I, I thought the fights themselves were, you know, challenging and had some decent checkpointing. But like, did how did that sit for you? For me, it reminded me of a a funnel of a not old school video game, but a older video game where it's like, which I'm not always the biggest fan of, where it is, hey you've played the game this entire one way the entire way. And now we're giving you a boss fight. That's going to be completely different in, in, in a weird way. So I was the same way with regalia when it started of like, Oh man, melee or whatever. But I enjoyed that fight. Once I got going, I, I it didn't make, turn my head around about what melee yeah. was. It's not something I use. And it's not something like I've been mechanically it isn't super different. Like if you mess up a, an encampment, right. And there's like a tough, like yeah. a person you got to fight. Like, her mechanically isn't super different from that. So there's at least things that have been learned throughout the game to kind of mentally prepare you, even if you're not doing it super often, where you're like, okay, I've seen this before. It's going to take a little longer than some other normal enemies, but you, you get a good handle of it. And then for me, it was that, you know, the fight is multi-stage, so it eventually gets to that arrow section where it is, you know, get behind cover, shoot at her, roll out of the next thing. And I felt at home there. So I enjoyed that fight. The... Eric fight is a fight that I would need to go back and rewatch because I got through shit. it and I didn't hate it, but I do also don't remember it being that interesting. And that, that was, was pretty quick. That was my thing. They were talking about the final fight with him, but then also I was not happy with the first fight with him, which wasn't even a fight, right? Where it was, you know, when we meet beta, they get her out and then it's, the, you know, I got to bring the giant thing down in the center of the room or whatever. That was another one where I was like, we're doing this really like this is yeah. like, I think, I think, you know, why I think this game is amazing is the combat is the fighting the machines is the stealthing coming out of it and blah blah so to suddenly have all that stripped away and it's like all right now this thing that should uh, in the context of the game squash you like a bug we've already you know i mean he's using some kind of advanced futuristic tech that i'm not uh, at all capable of stopping yet it was weird to be like all right cool i'm gonna slowly shoot this thing down and around and then it's like you know we go from the awesome moment of the reveal of the zenith coming in this weird fight and then an awesome moment of losing you know, Aloy had to basically sacrifice all this stuff to get washed out, to do this thing. You almost drowned. Like, there's all these great moments there that I thought in the cutscenes and even a little bit of gameplay at the end of, like, swimming out works. But the fight, I was like, this yeah. now feels stilted and slow. It, I'd it, rather it, this it, have played out as cutscene. I feel like a lot of – and this is, like, the core of, like, why I bang my head against the – the wall with a lot of the combat is it, it sure. doesn't feel like the combat mixes well with a lot of the designs of areas that you're fighting in. Um, that first Eric encounter, I think is a perfect example of like, all right, you, you're telling me I got to focus on this thing. I got to shoot specific arms of, 
and I gotta do that while also not being able to see the dude that's attacking me to be able to focus on these arms that I'm shooting. And, it, like, it, a lot of it just seems to, like, uh, clash against each other, which I, I didn't love. I um, The area that you fight Eric the second time at the end of the game, I thought was, like, just visually, like, kind of just, like, why can't, like, you have this beautiful, like, futuristic sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, like, this beautiful, like, beautiful thing that we rarely see in this universe. And you're like, ah, let's go to, you know, something that we've seen for the last 40 hours. Like, why? Why was that the choice? Maybe to make it feel different from the Carrie Ann Moss fight. But still, give me, I don't know. That, that, that yeah. was, like, such a weird choice for me. No, I think that's probably pretty spot on. I mean, I, I think... Eric, the final battle with Eric, that second part of that, that three-part act, um, it was pretty, like, I don't know, just kind of generic. Like, he was just sort of a little bit spongier than other people. Like, he didn't really... I mean, he had some, like, I guess some more interesting moves because he does have all that futuristic gear, but there wasn't much going on. And I think about, like, boss battles that I have enjoyed that I thought served well. Because I often, too, for me, my problem with a lot of boss battles is it feels like this is here because you needed to have a boss battle here. And what I like about Horizon, like, when, again, I, I also love the combat. Like, I think that's the number one strength. Like, it's why I have adore this franchise. And what I love about it is when they have bosses, they rarely feel like bosses. It's like they're kind of just more epic battles or a more intensive machine. So I think with Eric, it stood out kind of awkwardly because it's like, okay, here's someone who's like a person, but he's not as like interesting or on the ground as like the last battle was, but he's just kind of there and there's not like a lot going on here. Just kind of running around in circles, just like spamming like an attack just to try to get his health down. So yeah, I think that's when it's like at its weaker points. But like for me, I actually do like the flow of combat generally, um, regardless of the arena for the most part, because while it can be frustrating to have to like loop around, you have something shooting at you and you're trying to just to shoot like these like machine, these like pieces from a machine. I felt like that was pretty akin to like what I do when I'm fighting a machine. Like I'm looking and I'm like mm -hmm. I'm slowing down time and I'm like getting those hits in. And like to me, a lot of the cadence of Horizons combat, obviously everyone plays a little differently. But for me, it's it's cheesing that weapon wheel and that slowdown and being strategic about you know, holding it just until the last minute, then you do the dodge and kind of and using it in ways beyond just getting a bunch of arrows like shot off at that time. So I, I thought that flow generally worked really well. Also, I did for a second think Rost was alive. I don't know if anyone else was fooled by that, but I was like, you're telling me he's fucking alive. I saw him explode. And then when he, when he like faded away, I was like, okay, good. Cause like, I'm putting up with a lot of weird shit here and I'm not going to deal with like Rost is back from the dead to help me <laughs> on my journey. But yeah. Rost clone. They had his DNA all along. Yeah, man. Like, oh my God. Please. Uh, so Jones I mean, we're my dad now. We're moving to the end of the game here and stuff. So what, like, what was the nemesis take? <laughs> Here's something <laughs> we're going to introduce at the very end to make it a trilogy because everybody, everything's got to be a fucking trilogy. And you, you want to talk about, you know, like a weird, just like orb that you're fighting like uh hades at the end of, of horizon for uh zero dawn you're gonna make your like big ultimate threat in the end of this trilogy just another big fucking orb that like knows the like mem has the memories of the human race like what fuck you fuck you so much <laughs> it's it's I'm right. There. I'm not. I'm not as aggressive with the fuck you. Fuck you so much. Uh, but it it was such a head scratcher for me, of like, 
this has been a great, entertaining, fun story. Obviously, you know, I, I have, you know, I wish Beta would have had a conversation or whatever the fuck we're talking about. But like, I've enjoyed this whole thing. I think the Zeniths are awesome. I love the payoff of like, you know, replaying or a little bit of uh, Horizon and then watching all the caps and like hearing about the Odyssey and that it blew up and that was the end of it. And then getting here and it didn't blow up and they went over there and they figured it out and now they're coming back and like, oh my God, why are they coming back? Blah, blah, blah. All of that was awesome. And then to have it so tacked on here at the end that we're actually running from nemesis and it's all of our AI consciousnesses and it's mad and it's coming after us piece by, and it was just like, okay, like you've given me something that is such a nebulous idea that I get it because that gives you five years or whatever to figure it out for the next game and make it entertaining for when we attack it and fight it. But like right now I didn't need that. Like I would have much rather it have been like, this you know we we beat carry on we beat carry on we beat tilda and moss uh you know and on her deathbed she's like we're coming here for you know whatever to escape the real threat and she dies and then like we you know celebrate and then we get the credits and then when you get similar to the end of zero dawn right where silence shows up and captures the old friend like something like that that is like some alarm going off that you know nemesis detected or some shit like that where you're like what the fuck is that gonna be because the explanation of it is such a weird like oh so it's a cloud of memories of you know mad it's a mad it's another mad ai it's also uh, i have a question about that did they because they made this thing you know the zeniths made nemesis did they name it nemesis when they were making it or do they call it that now no i I, uh, yeah so let me point out you made something called Nemesis, and then you're like, I can't believe that it turned against. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was originally uh, like Nigel Emesis, and then they put N dot Emesis on there, and like Nemesis. Oh my god, it's Nemesis, and each thing stands for some shit or something. I think my my beef with this ending, and again, I still I love the story overall. I love this game overall. However, I think it does feel. Like a little bit too, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm conflicted. It feels a little too samey for me. I think for it being like it's saved, not exactly. Like, and I feel like it's more clearly not saved than it was in the first game. While the first game was like, well, I wonder what Silence is doing with Hades. It wasn't really clear like what would be the next conflict. And then obviously, like we learn about like the blight and like why the world's still messed up, and that makes sense based on what we knew about Horizon. Without taking away from our victory from Horizon One, this one feels like. Just kidding. You solved yeah. nothing. You're fucked. Um, also, like, I guess, again, we're running it back with, like, weird, ambiguous machine ether orb. But then also it it feels weird in the sense that so much of the um, conflict of the game is trying to save Earth through Gaia and the, oh, my God, what are they called? Subordinate functions. Like, yeah. that's the Love whole it. thing. It's always been about that. Horizon 1 was about that. Horizon 2 is about that. But now it feels like actually none of that even matters because also you didn't finish doing that uh but none of it matters because there's this thing coming that's going to destroy earth even though the zeniths already left earth it's just going to destroy earth anyway because i guess it just destroys everything that the zeniths touch like it just it just felt like a little uh, my beef with this is i feel like it is a lot easier for us to guess what horizon 3 will be about while what was nice about horizon 2 is i wasn't really sure what they'd do with it like i knew it'd be you know same general mechanics i knew it'd be machines i knew it'd be like tribes and stuff but i'm like well what's gonna be the big conflict and even though i wouldn't say like the the core of like we're working on fixing gaia is shocking the stuff that went along the way was surprising and interesting um i do have faith that they will find ways to make it interesting and surprise me but i just feel like being able to now more clearly see what that third game is is a little less exciting for me because i liked 
not really knowing and feeling like it 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 didn't need to be there but it you kind of just wanted you had more i don't know it just felt it landed weird i didn't i wasn't a fan no i hear you and i agree with you of like i just they said too much when they should have said much a, a fewer stuff right real quick i'll toss out blessings thoughts on it right regardless of that hiccup where he's talking about how he didn't love um uh actually i cut Varl. it out of order what uh, yeah i guess Varl maybe is what we're leading off of uh it was didn't ruin what was a really enjoyable follow-up to Zero Dawn. I can't wait for the third game. And even though the introduction of Nemesis felt rushed, parentheses, they should have used Silence and the Zeniths to give hints about Nemesis throughout the game. I can't wait to see how Aloy and her army battle it. That's, where, again, where I think he nails it. Of like, If we could have had more time with the Zeniths, I don't understand why, again, for Gareth, what's the guy, fucking dork bald guy's name? Gerard. <sighs> Gerard, oh, okay. Gerard. Why we never cut back to Gerard and in Zenith crew talking shit, planning yeah. stuff, in, yeah. and even well, a mention of it, or as you know, some fucking they digital thing. Really do that though, store narratively. Like I, they never have a cut like that. Like, I know. The closest, the closest they really would have been helpful though. Yeah, <laughs> you have the technology to be able to like in engine on the PS5 cut from one point of the map to the other like almost seamlessly. Like do that with the villains. Make me like care build up these villains in a way that uh, like that's really interesting and give us hints about the next villain. Uh, the way it left off it made me in a very different structural way. I wish that more of the game was about Pharaoh's tomb and those weird, crazy mm. zealots, and like that be most of this game. And then the Zeniths come in near like the last third, building them up to be like kind of the the main villains for the end of the trilogy or whatever. Just because I think they're a much more interesting concept, and I feel like the fact the fact that we barely saw them in this game, they came and went, and they're all dead by the end of this. I was like. Man, you you guys like had some really cool sci-fi, uh, Planet of the Apes inspired kind of like lore stuff here that was super dope, and you just kind of like went nowhere with it eventually, just to be they burn the, it too fast. Yeah, they burn it too yeah. fast just to be the messenger of like Thanos is coming kind of shit, yep. you know? And yeah, it's yeah. just like, all right. Now to so I yeah we I, and we nailed that this is where I, I started to go earlier but we got off of it and had a great conversation about something else but to come back to it now is like blessing I can't wait for the third game I I'm interested in what the third game is going to be Nemesis for fighting sure what does that look like who fucking knows where we're going with it whatever but the whole you know we had so many conversations about oh Horizon multiplayer and what that would look like and would they do that and yada yada and as soon as Aloy started reaching out and trick-or-treating all these uh, focuses to people. I was like, here we fucking go. And so my question for you, Janet, is speculation cast now. Do you think we get a Ghost of Tsushima Legends type thing or is Horizon 3 multiplayer and it is, all right, cool. You know, it's similar, like I would guess, uh, Peace Walker, right? Where on your game, you're playing as Aloy, but when you want to join somebody else's game, you're whatever soldier and you're off doing your thing and you're all out there as Aloy's army. Ooh, I'd like the the latter because I think it's just more intriguing and riskier, but I'm guessing they're going to go with the former because it's, I think, easier to package and, like, it. I think it just fits in better with, like, how the gameplay is, like, designed structurally, especially when you think of, like, yeah, this was Aloy's army, the game, but at the same time, like, it's not like ev every second you were with people. Um, and even if you were, it never really felt like I never I never personally felt the way this is like such a weird comparison. But like with Elden Ring and the summons, like I feel like that thing I summon is really helping. Like I didn't really feel like I literally couldn't do this without 
this NPC character. It's oh, more like, sure. oh, either hey, they're doing so they took out like one of the robots. Well, I killed like four of them, but yeah, hey, one is better than the none that we used to get back when AI was like less advanced um, from a design standpoint. So yeah, like, but I would love I'll, if they're given any multiplayer away. I want it a lot. This is like. There's not a lot of I'm not a multiplayer person at all because there's not a lot of multiplayer games that have gameplay that I'm interested in doing because like sure. a lot of popular multiplayer is like shooter stuff, battle royale stuff, like racing stuff, fighting stuff. I'm like, I don't want to do any of those things. Also, we need to talk about the racing in this game because I have some thoughts. Um, but yeah, I'd love to do like a we're just out there and we're hunting. I think that's when the game's at its best, however they want to do it. If they want to make it like what we speculated before, where everyone has a different specialty or a type of like, um, ammo. you know, weapon or ammo or whatever, you build it up slowly, you build your own base or whatever, anything they're willing to do with it. I, w I want it. I, I think like the gameplay is so strong and I would love to like team up with people and, and go through it together because I think it'd be super fun. Barrett, do you think do you think multiplayer would be a standalone thing, or do you think it'll be uh, the full blown sequel? I think it'll be a standalone thing. I think you could do some interesting things to allude to like what the next uh, big uh, sequel is about. For um, sure. But I, I I could see it. I see them probably playing that safe and having you know uh, it be more of Ghost of Tsushima Legends type of thing, or it's, uh, some story stuff here. It's more of just like a fun excuse to play with your friends and hunt some dinos and stuff like that uh very like a uh, monster hunter-esque right and then yeah you finally get my farm <laughs> yeah uh maybe maybe you get your farm maybe um but again playstation's gonna play it safe so um probably not um yeah and yeah so, i think it'd be weird yeah. if the third one was you're not aloy and i think the whole metal gear like you know you're playing a snake and then on your game but on somebody else's game you're not i think that gets weird too so i think it, you'd have to do a multiplayer standalone thing and i think it would be a really great one of talking more about what nemesis is cuz back to what you're talking about janet when you you know the reveal of nemesis then you're kind of like oh well then like you 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 beat the game you did the thing but actually you didn't and that's like okay cool like that's not a great feeling it also wasn't a great feeling when like aaron shows up and is like Glad that's over with. Hope we never have to do it again. And Aloy just like gives him a look. I was like, I don't know. Like, we'll tell him. Like, let's, you know what I mean? Like, let's, let's push that part of it forward too. I feel like I think Aloy needs to let Aaron know the truth. You know, this man clearly doesn't get the hint. He likes her a lot more than she likes him. Like, just let him. <laughs> off this She's like, I think he's figuring it out. I think I've been pretty clear. No, you haven't. You haven't. This poor. And he keeps like being a jerk about it occasionally, saying weird things. Like, all right, calm down. Yeah, man. well, it's okay. like, uh, it's that awkward energy. It's just the. God, the energy, the romantic energy in this game is so toxic, and I love it because I am dramatic. <laughs> so I'm like, it's fine. They're not the, real. You love the drama. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, this is safe drama. Like, no one's getting it. These people aren't real. They were just... Kebabs writes into patreon.com slash games and says, so everybody's flirting with Aloy. This is known. But who should Aloy hook up with? Barring the possibility that Aloy is asexual slash aromantic, which would be cool to see, who would work best? Petra? Alva? Uh, so many good options to choose from. I'll tell you, as soon as I ran into this man, I texted Blessing. I'm like, this is the nerd she needs to be with. Moreland in Vegas. Yeah. Are you kidding I me? To, yes. I had to look up who he was. Like, when I saw the note in the run of show, I was like, Moreland. And then when I saw him, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, huh, yeah, huh, yes. Did you do his side, the, like, come back and do, like, the hot air balloon side quest? No, I haven't. I haven't Dude, done that yet. Dude, it's, like, so from, cute. And just the way he talks. the main stuff. 
how they like you know talk sure. about like making the it's like oh and then we could do this yeah the way like, they yeah. add on each other is fucking full-blown dorks i was like yeah you dorks you should be together like that seems like that'd be a great one to settle down with and have your little desert life and then yeah the hot air balloon stuff and his, she ends up protecting him and of yeah, course he has a place uh, in in uh in new new vegas i mean yeah, that place yeah. is beautiful yeah. like yeah not a bad shout, yeah, shout not, out to not a bad one story moments that i actually liked uh the the vegas dude stuff. vegas is awesome i i don't love the underwater stuff. Uh, really? Slowly going through. Well, I, I just, any game, dear any game that's going to be made <clears throat> from here on out. Are you thinking about putting water uh, gameplay into your game? Don't. Stop it. It's never good. Stop it. Uh, also NFTs. Uh, also Runny. NFTs. Like, uh, you're like, what to not put in your game? Number one, NFTs. Very close second water levels. Um, like I don't, your water I, game? I don't mind once we finally like get the water level down and I can start fighting, like actually fighting. The, sure, the when you drained it, drained the swamp. Yeah, exactly. Like that stuff was was cool. And then like the the reveal though of like going up and like you know the powers back on. You see all the hologram stuff. It was like yeah, just like a, that's awesome. A cool real quick fucking moment. While we're here too, I want to jump in. Bless, blessing jumped in. Vegas was easily the coolest reveal, and I love the quest in the underground. Yep. That'll definitely be up there as moment of the year for me. And I, Vegas is for me like, well, there's a couple. I mean, spoiler, there's a million things we can talk about that I think are super impressive. Vegas in line was one of the jaw dropping experiences. And yep. yeah, coming back and having, like, especially when he's describing all these orbs of light and this, that, and the other. And it's like to have them turned on and come back to it the way they you know lean into it too of being like all right cool like this is great at the end of it like we could actually they start talking about making vegas vegas again right and bringing people there and then when i came back for the side quest later on even how that's evolved i think that is just such a stunning set piece moment i loved investigating it again what we're talking about from you know zero dawn to forbidden west knowing where we are and being able to reference it and like the fact that Aloy knew what vegas was and she knew what san francisco was i was like oh that's really cool and i appreciate that and i liked exploring those and i i loved exploring san francisco uh you know it's funny i think the game if you're especially if you're golden path it you get there, you do the thing, you bounce the fuck out, and you never worry about it again. And when we streamed uh, on launch day, I was just dicking around, running around. And I, I, Mike wanted to see SF, and I went there. And I think it was Blessing who popped in. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even look around here. I didn't even see the Golden Gate Bridge. And we're going around, and you know, the Palace of Fine Arts is there. That was the one where I was able to line up the thing. And then even where they're like, is Alcatraz there? And I'm like, no, but it should be around here. And I swam out there, and sure enough, there was an Easter egg there for Alcatraz. I was like, yes, fuck yes. This is what I want out of a game like this. I was surprised how little we were, at least if you were just like golden pathing it in San Francisco. Also for the romantic thing too, I watched out Petra because I feel like their relationship is probably the other most like romantically developed in the sense that, I mean, she's just a side character for like side quests. Like you don't you sure. can easily kind of avoid seeing Petra in both the first and second game. But she's, I think she's one of the few characters that Aloy actively flirts back with. So that's why I picked Petra. Also, and I, I think and again, it would work. She makes, the, can forge the weapons and shit, you know? And again, to I agree with you. She'd be a great uh, partner for Aloy. And again, to I, I they hint around a little bit of it, but I like that Petra's like, "Hey, come have a beer with me in this game, right?" And Aloy is very much like, "Well, I'm trying to save oh, the." And earth. I absolutely did. I absolutely. Yeah. I was like, I went back. I was like, to. let's let's to. like you know, I was like, Petra, good beer, good. Let's go. Like <laughs> uh, versus like Talana, you know, as, as gets shot out a lot as a romantic prospect. I think they very much do have a friendship relationship, and without spoiling that side quest. Um, I think that is further like it just fe she feels like a friend like they're just good friends um, yeah, and I like a, she was a homie that I was just glad like I'm I'm helping you out on some yeah. shit you know exactly um, but 
Yeah, um, I do. I do love though the energy of everyone wanting Aloy all the time, and Sun King being like, "Sorry, I made it weird," and I'm like, "Yeah, you keep making it weird." Like, anyway, but it's fun. Uh, one other thing, and this is a, I, I had like a revelatory moment. Cameron Kennedy in the chat was uh, asking about why didn't we see Monster Pharaoh, and that made me think because the uh, Pharaoh's tomb. I think is my favorite sequence in the entire game. And throughout that entire sequence, I was like, this should have been the entire game for me uh, personally of just like this really tense buildup, these weird religious zealots, uh, you know, uh, the dude calling himself the CEO, which is a, a funny thing off of like CEO and stuff like that. Like I, I really loved all of that stuff. And we can double back to that one and explain it. Cause I don't, I think with captions on, it makes so much more sense. So um, the, the guy who wants to go into Pharaoh's tomb, I forget his actual like uh, name or if you even. But he's like cosplaying as Pharaoh. Yeah, he's cosplaying as Pharaoh. He sees himself as like the second coming of Pharaoh, essentially. Uh, and he makes you cosplay also as Elizabeth. Uh, and because uh, he knows that you're the, the clone of Elizabeth and uh, like forces you to go in there and is like wants to essentially like almost like role play. And it's like really fucking weird. Um, and again, the entire time I was like, God, I, I wanted, I wanted more of this. Cause this is just like really dark, weird stuff, which I know maybe isn't, you know, fully what horizon is trying to be all of the time, which I get. Um, but yeah, I, I just loved that. And, you know, Cameron Kennedy, like they build up this whole idea of like Pharaoh has been searching for the idea of immortality while down here with, you know, his all of his lady friends and the scientists that he kidnapped and his, you know, his uh, his guru or whatever the uh, whoever the fuck he hired to, you know, just whisper yeah, yeah, yeah. kind nothings into his ears and uh, boost up his ego. Um, I loved all of the kind of like politics that you learn of like what the hell happened down there while the end of the earth was essentially uh, the end of modern society was happening um, on the surface. Right. And, you know, they get the slow buildup of like he did find it, but you know, mutations and things were going on. And then you get the kind of reveal of like, that dude is still alive down there, but that man is like a, a gross monster right now. And I wanted to fight it. So if there was, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't want to fight anything really in this game, but I wanted to see that dude and like fight him because I think that would have been really cool. They and, did such a great job of building yeah. up. Like you're saying, they, they ratchet up the tension. Yep. You realize something's going on. You realize it's going wrong in general for Ted Farrow in his past timeline. You see the horror that from the people surrounding him. And then, yeah, it's this, Oh, hold on. He actually did it. And so, yeah, what's, yeah. gonna be on the other side of that door and then uh, I just sorry go ahead I, w I was just gonna say that i yeah I, I was bummed that you didn't see him or and or fight him i just felt like and again i know i'm drawing like a lot of parallels to other like playstation first party stuff but it feels like it'd be like not seeing the rat king or not fighting the rat king i feel like yeah. and, and that's just, and that's my answer when cameron asked it in the chat of like why didn't we see monster pharaoh so they could keep it teed for teens and, you know, not bump it up to the, the M I kind guess. of stuff because of, like, the way that they built it up, that he looks as gross and fucked up as the Rat King, but just bigger for whatever reason. And I I, I do wonder if there is a version of this game or that that was the, you know, final kind the of thing. M-rated cut and where, the, like, Aloy's <clears throat> banging everybody and you're fighting Ghost Pharaoh. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, you know, the Zenith are more built up to be in the next game and be the, the main antagonist in the next game. And um, I, I wonder if there's a version of this game where all of the Pharaoh stuff was much more in the, the last act of the story rather and rather than in the, the final part of the second act. <sighs> 
Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny we talk about that and how we've talked about the Zenith and everybody else. It feels like there's just a lot of stuff like put in this game, which is great and gives us all a lot of stuff to love, but then also criticize. But it's also like, man, I would have loved to see some of these ideas breathe a bit more. Like, I think that's the thing. And like Pharaoh's Tomb is such a cool thing. Blessing called that out uh, in terms of what he uh, loved about it. Not to mention Pharaoh's Tomb, even though I wish we could have gotten to see more for the payoff. I'm right there with you. Of course, the whole thing of like the play on, you know, what I was driving at with the CEO thing, right? Is that they call him CEO because they yeah. don't know it's an, a chief executive officer. They think it's just one word. So they're just yeah. saying it over and over again like that. Uh, of course, Ted Farrow, Pharaoh, Pyramids, Tomb, like they do a bunch of cool stuff there, obviously. Um, yeah, like there's a bunch of stuff that I wish could have breathed more, but then I wonder at what point do you worry about it being too much and taking away from it? Because I do have these moments. The game is pockmarked with these awesome things that I really connect with and really love, whether it is a side mission like the hot air balloon, whether it is a main thing like Pharaoh's Tomb, whether it is just, you know, roaming the countryside and fighting things. Like they do such interesting. This is an interesting one. I thought that this is back to I'm just a Billy. This is, he wanted this still in the rant voice, but I broke it up, so I'm not going to rant for you right now. Uh, but also, I can't believe Aloy just blew up the village wall like that. What about the innocent people in there that have to suffer from machine attacks against their weakened defenses? She makes some truly odd choices in the game. I did think that was a bit, like, of a jump. Of a, like, these guys won't work with us because of the wall? Bing! Fuck the wall! I'll blow up the wall! Like, whoa! I mean, whoa. she... Well, again, it's like she doesn't have... To me... I don't know, like her morality is very basic, you know, it's like filtered through. It's like, well, I need to save, save the world. The world. Yeah. So like, I am just going to work backwards from saving the world and whatever happens, happens. So, I mean, it was, it is weird if you think about it, but Aloy doesn't because she just has her goals. So she's like, look, in order to, like, and, and I guess you could argue, why doesn't she just like the, the guy who's like, oh, I won't let you into the underground unless you do all this stuff for me. Like you could just kill him, but I guess she doesn't want to. Start, I don't know. It's like, oh, it's like what does the least amount of guaranteed damage? And I guess lowering defenses isn't as bad as like straight up killing whoever's in your way. But yeah, yeah. Um, the fight before that, though, to actually get the stuff to blow up the wall was really good. I struggled with that yeah. one for a while. Um, the it was like whatever the elephant machine is called and like just having to hide and figure out how to like set up everything. You had a couple human enemies like I think they had did a really good job with some of the bigger set piece battles with the machines tremor like making task. them really challenging yeah the tremor task yeah that that thing sucked i was like struggling so hard <laughs> um let me see i had a couple other ones here from the the old patreon i want to toss out there I'm trying to think of stuff we haven't gone through whatever um yeah let's go to Mark Parks Sharks <laughs> wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny nice. games and says, Hey, Janet, Greg, there's so much I want to say about horizon. Like, I think the game overloads you with information, but I'd like to take a second to point out some of the small, cool stuff they added. The stash system. You pick up everything with reckless abandon and refill your raw materials quickly. Weapon skills. Each weapon type has three skills to pick from and assign to a weapon. It's a badass way to make weapons feel different and unique. Dyes and face paint. Very dope. Machine subroutines. You can set machines to offensive or defensive. Potion overheal. Now you can freely drink potions without worrying that you wasted it because if it heals you more than you uh, are damaged, you get a second tier health bar. Uh, it's not a perfect game, but it's an improvement. If Gorilla keeps applying these lessons they learn, then there is a good chance that the next Horizon will own the limelight instead of immediately losing it to a once-in-a-generation masterpiece that releases the week after. <laughs> also, a little tip, turn off machine sites on your map. Trust me when I say you don't need it and clear some clutter. 
I think we, yeah, yeah, a, a couple of those things we missed in the review, obviously going through I, the potion overheal is a nice addition. I do like the dies. I wish it was a bit more like do whatever the hell you want with them. But I understand that this is a triple A game that they want everything to look amazing in. So they give you sets. Yeah. I also, you know, I wish there was maybe like a little bit more an easier way to inventory. What is at each settlement? Like there isn't really like to my knowledge a way to easily kind of look at that information without just going there and kind of remembering and obviously you know logic tells you that the stuff that's like toward the end of the game is like the better stuff but i, I wish it was divvied up a little bit differently but overall i liked a lot of the quality of life stuff again i think they i have almost no complaints about the quality of life stuff i think they also added a lot of fun additions that i wasn't expecting like there's a chest in your base that just always has dope stuff because yeah. like oh people were just out there getting stuff and i'm like great free stuff <laughs> like and I, I loved having stuff like that I, I think that was really cool um and yeah overall i think so one thing i want to shout out to as far as like the ways they've changed up things yeah is the the tall necks like how each of the tall neck overrides is like a little bit different and a little puzzly and my favorite one i mean there's only like a handful of them in the game but like the one that's in san francisco when you go underwater and then it emerges sure. out of the water it's so good look like they have yeah. so many good moments like that of just being wowed by i think the beauty of the game from a fidelity standpoint but also just the grandiosity of what you're doing like i think the tall necks are such an effective machine in making you feel small in a way that feels awe-inspiring and i think that was just one of my favorite for me that's going to be one of my favorite moments of the year like that that act of not just getting the stuff to make it work but how it emerged from the water i thought was really really cool yeah that was cool final one i want to bring in is from dane hansen who writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games says i did it guys 48 hours in and i have popped the platinum this game really took a turn for me once i finally got all my story upgrades and the world was truly mine to explore what really holds this game back for me is those story upgrades. I would have really loved to have just been able to do everything starting at going after the three sub functions. But even having platinum of the game, there is still so much to do. I could easily see myself putting another 50 plus hours into the game if I wanted to clear the map. I was so stoked to, I was so stoked at the start of this game, uh, bringing back so many characters from Zero Dawn. I felt the completionist run of Zero Dawn was the canonical ending. But now, with so much to do, with all the rewards just seeming to be better gear, I feel a little disappointed that I don't feel incentivized to clear the map. What if something? What if I miss something uh, from dropping the game too early? I had to go back to Zero Dawn to refresh myself on Petra from the last game. I know with your jobs, you occasionally just need to drop a game and not look back. Uh, but in these larger games, do you ever feel a sense of FOMO for not completing it? And how do you deal with that? So a whole bunch in there, obviously, about how much is in there, Janet. But then... What are you at with completionist in this game and platinum and all that jazz? I'd like to platinum it. I'd also like to complete it. Um, right now, I'm just working on it as a completionist run with the platinum kind of running in the background of my mind. So sure. usually how I, do, well, how I'm doing this one at least is I pull up the trophy list. I pull in a couple ones that I can easily work towards on my trophy tracker, stuff like, you know, the next level, um, yeah. stuff like maybe if I want to do one of the, you know, the last tall neck or something, I might pull that one in. Um, one thing though I'm worried about is one of the trophies is to scan all the machines, counting the final boss, which I did scan, but the scan only counts if you scan it and then not die. Like if you die after you oh, scan it, the scan fuck. doesn't count. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, if I'm wrong, I, I hope I'm wrong because I'm scared that I didn't scan the final boss. I haven't checked my info yet. I also don't want that to keep me from like playing the game more because I, I enjoy the game. But I also don't want to have to replay the game just to do that one thing because I don't think I have a file before that final boss. So I def I'm looking at mine and you're right. It would be under machines. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, you're I, right. I don't, the last I, one here is is hidden. But yeah, I don't, I don't know that I scanned that one. So that's my only beef with uh, it as far as a platinum run. But as far as the other things, like I I love the game and I enjoy again the combat and getting the cool weapons and stuff. So I, I feel incentivized enough in that sense. I don't necessarily need a narrative reason to to do more. I just like you know, getting more backstory, getting more lore. As far as is there FOMO, I think it depends on the kind of player that you are. I mean, some people, and, you know, we see in the comments all the time, they're like, the true way, like, that I do open world is, you know, I, I just, I live in it, and I, I don't buy any, you know, I just, that's it, and I'm, I'm there the whole time, and I'm reading all this stuff. Like, if that's how you want to enjoy it, sure, go for it, and that's that, that'll be fun for you. I think the general though, player experience is a, always a more mainline thing. I mean, statistically, most players don't even finish the games that they start. So I don't necessarily feel like I'm missing out on anything because I feel like if I needed to know it, it would be in the main campaign. If it's not, it's because I don't really need to know it. And if it's, you know, it can be nice to get some of the extra, like, information. Like, I know having Platinum Horizon 1 and then playing this game, it was really cool to be like, oh, if you get all the power cells and get that ancient armor, that ancient armor is actually, like, an earlier, like, less powerful version of the armor that the Zeniths are wearing. But you don't need to know that. It's just a fun nerd moment. And I enjoy having that moment. <laughs> so I'll probably, uh... you know, go through this game the same way. Hopefully I retain all that information the way I did with the first one. Obviously, I play those much closer but yeah i mean i think it just totally depends on what do you want out of it you know if you're someone who wants to be fresh for three maybe you should beat it and then platinum it you know closer to three like there's lots of ways to go about it it just depends on what do you want to get out of your gaming experience and then i would just act in service of that and not in service of some imagined lore that you feel like you need to have to to you know follow along yeah i think the story is going to give you the setup you need for horizon three I don't think you need to worry about it. Is there some reference in a th- cutscene or a, a, a piece of tech or whatever you could have had? That, I mean, of course, there's stuff like that. But I find it fascinating that for me, I'm going to platinum it. I'm excited to platinum it. But I also see that once I platinum it, I don't see me deleting it from my hard drive based on space if I have to redownload it. But like the idea for me is that I find the game such a joy to play and such a fun game to play that even now, like, you know, you talk, Dan, about like you're not incentivized what it's going to be more loot. For me, it is about the next side quest and seeing what that character needs or what they want or, you know, what that would do for whoever I'm helping. And th- like, I see very much as I, I, I'm excited to play more Horizon, not because I'm excited for the Platinum, even though I am and there's something to grind for and go for. I'm excited just to play. And I like the idea that even though it can totally seem overwhelming, and it is probably to some extent how much there is to do in there, that there's always for the long, I mean, forever, I'm never going to do everything in the game, right? There'll always be something to turn on and do in there. And I do see Gorilla adding more to it. I don't think they've said anything about DLC or anything, but I do see updates coming. And obviously something like Forbidden uh, Frozen Wilds probably from them as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's Horizon. Forbidden I'll see Wilds. you on the end of the, I'll, let, I'll be interested to see what, our journey looks like as the the rest of the year and the years come because one thing that's unique about this platinum compared to the last one like for horizon one is to platinum horizon one you did need to do everything and then some to a degree like i feel like there's a couple things you know in terms of leveling or whatever that's kind of natural when you do all the side stuff this one i don't think you actually need to you know complete it to platinum it which is fair i think that's the right call because the game is massive but i do want to complete everything so i'm kind of just debating on like what's my cadence of Am I going for the full 100% completionist run of it? Am I going to do the platinum and then maybe never complete? So I'm, I'm kind of playing with those things. But yeah, I mean, say I love the combat here. The the incentive to me is getting to experience more of the game. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, that's your horizon. Forbidden West. 
spoiler cast. We had to rewrote down the rest of the show, like you know the normal stuff of like PlayStation updates and what are we playing. But like this is a time capsule episode where it's going to grow over time. Does do you really need me to tell you everybody right now that uh, we have rumors <laughs> about PlayStation's Project Spartacus? Some motherfuckers gonna be listening to this in June and be like, Nah, I know what this is. I know all this stuff. What do they care? Also, though, wait, hold on. I I know we're moving on, but we have a couple like there's like quick hit stuff. I want from you right now. Then hold on. Let me just do this then. We okay. would have told you about PlayStation Spartacus. Uh, you probably saw it on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, Jeff Grubb has the, the leaks and what he thinks. Uh, the subscription for the, these programs monthly starts at $10 and goes up to $16. This is far, le- this is far from uh, unconfirmed, but, or from confirmed, sorry. But it's got monthly games, back catalog, streaming, classic games, game trials, and then different price points on that. Uh, the PlayStation 5 to PlayStation app is for game captures is now live. So you can get your PlayStation 5 captures onto your app uh, seamlessly. And then your PlayStation Plus games from March 2022 are Ark Survival Evolved, uh, Team Sonic Racing, Ghost Runner, and then Ghost of Tsushima Legends is going to be a bonus title for PlayStation Plus members this month. Janet, give me your quick hits for Horizon spoiler cast. Um, I want to know what you think of the racing in this game. I don't think I've done it. I don't think oh, I've done really? it once. Oh my god! Uh, is this is where I, I'm riding I, I my horse, my mechanical horse. I did two races, Janet. What, what you got? Well, now I asked you. I asked y'all first. What do you uh, think of okay. it? Um. <laughs> Again, Damn, like much of this. Did game, she love it or hate it? I can't tell. <laughs> again, like much of this game, a cool idea, implementation, a little weird and clunky. Right? It's okay. It's like it's kind of bad, right? Like, and yeah. I, you know, and I, I didn't bring it up to just dog on it necessarily. I thought it was an interesting idea, but yeah, you have to do it, Craig, because it's like. Is it a gauntlet I, run? Is that what I'm looking yeah, for? Yeah, gauntlet runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I'm um, tracking. I'm going. Yeah. It, oh, you're on it now. Oh my god! So I mean, I have my yeah. I keep my uh, PlayStation to, uh, to set uh, it to set it up for like those that are you know, listening. If you maybe also miss this, because I think it is like optional or whatever. Um, you get on your mount and it's like you race on the mounts and it's literally Mario Kart, but with and you know there's a lot of kart racers, but you yeah. know same formula, but with like the horizon trapping. So it's like oh you have like this you have a boost and then you can like shoot the, you can turn around. And shoot the yeah, arrow, yeah, but the mouth's still going at, forward. At, yeah, like at other people. And you like and can hit. melee people. Yeah. It's like Jack X combat racing meets <laughs> mount. But like the the mount was never like it, it works the as shit. a vehicle because I'm just in like a forest yeah. or I'm on the desert. So it's just it's just weird. Like it's a weird. I'm like, what do I'm like, what do I feel like here? It controls well to point A to point B in an open world game. It doesn't control well enough for me to want to have it be a kart racer kind of structure. Um, I thought it was cute that they had it in there, though. Yeah. It was like, it was unexpected and weird. I was like, this is an interesting thing that's in there. Uh, Other quick hits. This is something I just want to shout out. Uh, The Aloy beta thing is TI versus TIP the game. If you know TI and his back catalog, you'll know what I'm talking about. I was like, this is TI versus TIP, and this is hilarious to me. Okay. That was was your thing? Yeah. That was was basically it. Oh, also, um, I think my very last thing is, at one point, talking to Tilda, you say, you didn't know the Zeniths were monsters, and she says, I knew some of them were, but, and I just think that's hilarious, like, very clearly, <laughs> it's some layer of evil here, um, which I just thought was funny, but, yeah, those are my uh, my, my takes. The fan fiction for this game is going to be insane, and I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm bad at doing the things Kevin are you bad at it do. or is it also no 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 no, no 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 you're missing my point you're missing my point uh, i'm bad at things kevin would normally do so you're uh, gonna okay you're gonna get just my obs uh you have to look at, through obs so oh no it went full screen didn't it okay cool okay so it oh, you're live you're... okay hold on so i'm gonna 
what I'm going to do, I'm going to disable your video. Sure. And then I'm going to watch your stream. And then there we go. There we go. So I'm now we have it. I'm not even testing the track. I'm just going to. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, has been PS I Love You XOXO, your Horizon Forbidden West spoiler cat. Okay, hold on. Speed up, slow down. Race to avoid damage. Hit the other racers. Use item aim back. Oh Jesus! Okay. Oh, you're live here. Like this is your gameplay. This, like, this is me right now. Oh, playing this is controller. interesting. Okay. Now oh, I'm now wow. I'm excited. Now it's a party. Jesus. Okay. What? Do I, oh my do god. Do I shoot that or grab it? Oh, you can hit people with a melee attack, yeah, and then you have. Oh, 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 I thought I, the, I thought the I thought the thing was on like the overhang deal. They're the bags you hanging, you can pick up. They're yeah. like kind of like would, items. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like, so they give you like electric arrows about, yeah. and like things like that to specifically use. Gotcha. It's, okay. Yeah. Oh man, this is great so many things are happening. Sorry, audio listeners, it was bad. Okay, I'll just do, you know, eSports that Greg, Greg's on the mount. Oh, off to the side, off to the left, getting bumped off there, pulling ahead a little bit. Does have an enemy directly behind him. Did get shot. He is fallen. You can hit R2 to recover. He's taken, fallen back behind two racers. Oh, I just killed shot people. one of them okay. down. He just killed somebody, but they'll probably come back because it is a racing oh, game. Okay, see, doing see, some see, long see, distance see, shots, catching up, closing that gap. This is Greg Miller's first still, race. Still Someone's in fifth down. place, in fourth place. A very good example of, you know, Greg Miller. Miller's middling gameplay and all. Of oh, Barrett, we're friends. Exactly. And uh, Barrett, Barrett, you've done a couple of these races. Uh, what tips do you have for Greg here as he's pulling ahead here? Uh, I don't know. Just keep, keep, uh, you know, keep on, keep it on, keep on <laughs> going fast, you know. And gotta then, go fast. Try yeah, to keep up. Some would say you gotta go fast. Come on, I've, st I've stormed ahead of two. Bit. Give me some credit there. Okay, guys. two out of seven. Two out of seven. The, you know, the little bit of that video game magic. Will it rubber band in his favor? I don't know. Only did like two of these ah, races yeah, myself. Bastards. They're not. They're not very good. I'm not gonna lie. They're a little bit awkward. I am interested to do more purely for the trophies. Honestly, it's this and strike. Not interested in doing it. Frankly, I don't. I'm glad you did it. I don't want to do it, but I'm glad you did. Running through First some dirt. It's, you could go around, but he's like, why go around when I can go straight through? Yeah. Okay, I was, I was after through. shooting number one in the head. Yeah. How long are these? Fuck. Oh, this is that's a, a great run. question, Greg. You're you're run. in there for the long haul here. And, yeah. uh, you know, a couple people shoot at him now. If Greg could, he could turn around and do a shot. But that is a pretty complex move that How I, do I do it. Yeah. done. It's you know what? I wish I could tell you, but I am but a lowly sportscaster here. I can't really interfere <laughs> with it. It would be unfair for the other players. I appreciate um, that. I appreciate three that. of seven. You know, moving about is it's a race, but we're moving about. It's as like slow road as rash now. Can. Now it's like road rash. It's a little. Um, what's the name of that movie? The one with the uh, Fury Road. Like, oh, yes. <laughs> Why did you get that from that? What's yeah, the name we're the of that same movie? person. Yes. It's fine. I understand what you were exactly. going for before you uh, were going for. It's a little Fury Road, but he's out here whacking people with the, with the, what seems to be a stick. I don't know. Part of an arrow. A spear? a spear. It could be could be many things. Sorry, one of God seven, damn it. Where the, where's ahead. the ending? The markers here. That's the end the is thing, any Greg, minute is, or not uh, at it all. It never ends. Got shot again, but he's doing fine. Looking alive, Just running into some through, obstacles. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. I would say it's not a race, but it is. Oh, now two of seven. It's oh, that's the end. That's the end. Come on, 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 come on. Use the boost. Am I not? I'm tapping X. I, I thought that was it. There's a, oh, there is a boost, boost ability, but yeah, that wasn't terrible. But that's not something I'm like. I want to do a right? lot more of those. You know, it wasn't. It was weird. Like I feel like we had to at least talk about it for a second. No, I'm glad you did. No, moment. I'm curious to see if there's more weird stuff like that that I just maybe haven't seen. But I, I'm guessing not, but, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, 
This has been PSI Love You XOXO, your Horizon Forbidden West spoiler cast. Did we cover everything? Of course not. We just talked about the things we wanted to and the things you wanted to. Of course, we can talk about more of it because I think we're going to be talking about Forbidden West for the rest of our lives. You can write in at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, you can watch the show live as we record it like Alexander is, James Davis is, like Cameron Kennedy is. Of course, you could also get the show out free. As I said, you can watch it live. You get it with the post show we're about to do and you could just have a great old time. You could be a Patreon producer. So much more. And you can watch the Gamescast live and all that jazz, blah, blah, blah. Xcast, you know how it is. Uh, however, if you have no bucks tossed away, no big deal. YouTube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every Tuesday morning. Of course, you get ads. Of course, you don't get the post show, but you still have a good time. Janet, where can people keep up with you? You can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, and across social media platforms at GameOnysis. That's Game O-N-Y-S-U-S. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been PSI Love You XOXO. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.